thoughts, we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to the Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Hammer, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals for the most part with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself, this fight that you're in, this is what will make you stronger. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Call. We've got, uh, as usual, myself and Elmer Quebec, John in Kelowna, BC, it looks like, uh, except he's changed some stuff in his background there, so not sure. Uh, and uh, Amher in Toronto, Ontario. Um, Amher was telling us before we were recording that he's going back to Jordan over Christmas holidays, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, he hasn't been back there for, you said, eight years? Eight years, man. So, like, you're 24 now, right? 20. Yeah. So, you were 16 the last time you were there. Yeah, grade 10. Yo. That's well, probably going to be the biggest change ever. Like, from the time that you left to go back. It's, it's pretty like, exponential. Yeah, it is. I'm like a yeah. different human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like you said, you were a bit nervous. I just really want to know why. Like, I just, this is something that I have, I don't think I will ever feel, right? Is like the the feeling of someone who is from a different country, who left to go live a different life in a different country, and then goes back, right? Like, what is that feeling? You um, said you're nervous. It's like, I, I have to like, I'm just meeting family as if it's like the first time ever. But it's not? It's been eight years. I have a beard now. Like, it's like, I don't, there's, there's like kids there that I've only known as babies that are now eight years old with a personality mm. and walking around, walking and talking. They don't know who I am. They don't know of my mm. existence. They're like, who right, is this guy? Right, right. And then there's like cousins that like started out in high school and are now graduating university. Right. It's just, it's just like wild. So. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to be like. It's going to be very interesting. Hmm. But it's just a fear of the unknown, you know? But what are you fearful of, though? Like, you're going to go meet fans. It's a happy thing. No, no, but I can't predict the behavior. You know, I can't predict. But what's it going to be like, yo? Some of them live in new houses. It's just like, that may excite you, but there's stuff like this I just don't like. I don't like going to a new place. Because it's just like. Why are you going? When? No, why? Oh, why? Mm. Yeah, like you don't have to go, right? Like why? It's a good question. The why not was the was the reason. Just like why not? And there was no reason why not. And you know. Well, I mean, it's a pretty fucking major expense and time commitment, so that's a huge why not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I think the upside is worth it to kind of like retouch with family. Okay, so what's the upside? 
Well, I guess I'm putting a lot of weight that they're they're my family. So that you have to like mm-hmm. be a certain way or something. No, 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 no. Like John gets it. It's like it's there's just a weight. Well, no, I don't actually get it. I mean, I I, I get what you're I, I I get what you're saying, but I don't get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like as far as like I couldn't like I couldn't. <laughs> you just looked like, like you got it, so I don't know. Well, no, no. I mean, I got I I heard what you said, and it went through my ears, and I processed it, but. I'm saying I didn't like I I can't relate I suppose yeah like, like, I couldn't imagine like, like John like, gets like why serial killers exist but he yet <laughs> therefore you know doesn't feel the need to kill people right no 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 but no hold on <laughs> no 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 he does <laughs> <laughs> no 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 I, no no but I could hold on but I could see I could see why someone would be okay I mean serial killers would just drop that because I mean that's like that's a but just like I could see why someone could kill for example. But like wanting to visit family, like so, are these like cousins and things like yeah. that, Amber? Yeah, yeah, first cousins. Aunts. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not very sentimental, but I couldn't. I like I couldn't. I couldn't really imagine. Like, hold on. Would this be like uncles, like 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 your 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 uh, your father's brothers kind of thing? Father's sisters. He has seven of them. Yeah, okay. I can never mind. Bro, I can relate. What? Sorry. He's got seven sisters, yeah. no brothers? He has one brother. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I, I can never mind. I can understand. I mean, I go to see my uncles and things like that. I get that. Okay. Yeah, no, fair play. Yeah, and then they're kids. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking that these are like distant relatives that you you never really knew. You know? No. No, these are first cousins, man. Abu Shakra. No, I could see I could see why you'd want to go. Yeah. I How, are you touching up on your Arabic? My Eric's pretty good, so yeah, still okay, cool. Yeah, I'm still flowing. Because Adel, uh, Adel was telling me like Adel just went to Lebanon for three weeks, and like wow. he said, like getting there for the first couple of days, like his Arabic doesn't sound like it's as good as yours, but um, mm. it was challenging because it's obviously so different as a language. I had a Jordanian Uber driver last week, and I was just telling him, and he, we just spoke in Arabic the whole time. And oh, nice. He said words in Arabic that like. I didn't consciously know, but unconsciously knew their definitions. So mm. it's like, yeah. Like you would have never used them ever. No, no. And yeah. I haven't heard them in like 10 years, but I just knew what it meant. I was just like, oh, mm. yeah, ambitious. Amber, when someone speaks to you in Arabic, are you translating to English or are yeah. you actually like communicate? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I instantly understand. Hmm. It was not until like maybe three years ago that I stopped doing it the other way, where like I have to translate to Arabic to understand English. Mm. okay yeah. so well, when did you start uh, learning english then what age four five okay yeah I, I went to a bilingual private school okay I'm, yeah pretty lucky there okay so do all your brothers speak arabic fluently then no oh, my youngest my youngest doesn't and then uh my youngest brother yeah. and then my middle brother he's like pretty he's like 80 percent of what i am so he can fully be like fine in, in Jordan, like oh he will, yeah we will be yeah, okay yeah. cool. Even my oh, my my youngest brother will be fine like he'll. But he's he not can, going. No, he's he? not. No. Oh, okay. Just me and my me and Zaid. So your parents must be happy that you're going to do that because like they're not. Are they encouraging you to do it or is it you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I just want to get you know, it's a cliche you know get back to my roots so to say. How long are you going for, Amber? <laughs> uh. Like 12, 13 days. It's not super long, though. 
It's not, no. Because, like, I also have to see my mom's brothers who are also in in Jordan. Well, mm. I, I yeah, I suppose 12 days is actually not a lot considering how many families there are. If you're, I guess if you're lucky, though, maybe you can meet them all, like, in one spot kind of thing and do, like, a big gathering. They will, they will, they will. They probably will, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's this, like, this... I'm, I'm excited for a couple of things, which is there's this private club we used to go to when we were really young with my dad. And he would go, like, work out. There's, like, a basketball court. It's, like, super high-end. And I want to go work out there um, and just see the place. Like the, it, yeah, I can picture it. So much nostalgia, and yeah. I also want to visit the uh, our first ever house. So from the ages yeah. of like zero till like nine, we lived in this house, and then from nine till twelve, we lived in another house. Uh, Damn. So, so I want to see that the original house. Be, just thinking about it just creates weird feelings. Just the feeling of nostalgia, like butterflies in my stomach. Yeah. Like, it's wild that I'm here talking to you guys. Yeah, I know that is. And it's, I, it's just wild. Like I can I just sh- imagine what it would be like to to be in, to, to live in a different part of the world. Um, To live in Jordan and then to move to, like, downtown Toronto when you're 12 years old. Like, dude, what? Honestly, not that big of a difference. The biggest difference is the amount of trees. <clears throat> that was, like, the biggest thing that stood out. So because you trees. knew English beforehand, it doesn't seem as ex- like because you knew English yeah. quite well when you moved here, right? Yeah, yeah. See, it's oh, not, it's not sure. as extreme. Not knowing English would be a totally different ball game. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah, you know that that goes down in eleven days. Yo, can bring um like are you like kind of good friends with one family member in particular that you're like talking to to coordinate stuff? Uh, no, they don't need to know I'm coming. I'm going to message them, like, tonight. Dude, what? <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> no. What a weird thing to do. No, no. Only, like, one of my uncles knows. But, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Still, yeah. so, so you're gifting your family in Jordan for, uh, for, you know, not that they're probably celebrating Christmas, but um, during the holidays right is, yeah. is is the christmas holiday celebrated at all in in uh yeah, yeah it's a day off yeah okay um so yeah i was thinking like when you're in jordan because we're going to be recording the next two no not the next one but the the one there, after there will that. be two episodes in jordan yeah i think only one actually because we're moving one up no we're moving oh, one up. No, yeah, only yeah, one. Yeah, yeah only, only one. one so yeah. Uh, the one that we record in Jordan, like, bring some of your family on, some of your cousins. I want to talk to them about you. <laughs> I think it'll be 9 p.m. I think I'll be just at like my true. uncle's house, just kind of. True, true, true. But he, he, he's interesting, actually. He's like super successful. Okay, well, he's let's one have of him the, on, dude. He's like one of an. He's an executive vice president at like a bank. He's been high, like climbing the ranks for the past 20 years. And like has, Dude, a, has let's a talk to him about like a cottage and yeah, it's sick. let's talk to him about banking in the Middle East. John would probably love that shit. I think I actually like... would. I, I actually would be very curious because they have like ursery laws out there, right? So banking's probably super weird. What's yeah. ursery? Like, uh, like uh, Saudi Arabians don't believe in uh, like collecting interest on loans. Yeah. Oh, so it's just like I loan you this money and that's it. 
No, 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 no. They, um, I, by no means am I gonna, like, my understanding of this is very little. Amber, do you understand it? How do you well? spell Ursary? No. U-S-U-R-Y. Yeah. Ursary. This is actually, we talked about this before. This is why the Jews ended up being mostly bankers because, mm. like, the Christians also had Ursary laws, yeah. which basically meant, like, you couldn't loan, like, it was a sin to, you like, You can't collect make interest. interest. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you couldn't collect interest on loans. And so that, and so then all of the Jews ended up like being like the Christ, the Christians like kind of work around. They like, they would have like a Jewish friend who could like loan money for them. But so, but, uh, like, like I know like in, um, in Qatar, for example, um, and, and Amber, I don't know if you know more about this than I do, but like the way it works is if you want to buy a house, the bank actually just buys the house for you. And there's like some sort of work around where like you rent, like there's like a rent to own agreement yeah. of some sort. Yeah. Like, but where, so you're not like, they're not collecting interest per se. Like, like there's, so there's no car loans. There's no, like there's no loans of any sort. Like, like the bank itself is like a partner, you know? Mm. So it's like, it's just a different, it's just a different arrangement. Same um, outcome. Oh, yeah. I just found yeah, something. But, but it also means that the bank's, aren't allowed it's it's kind of a funny it's kind of a double-edged sword the banks can't collect interest but they also can't pay interest either Mm. oh interesting okay um gabe just pulled something up what's marabaha it's Rebo is is basically from what yeah, I understand here Reba is interest and then Murabaha is also referred to as cost plus financing as an Islamic financing structure in which the seller and buyer agrees to the cost and markup yeah. of an asset. The markup takes the place of interest. So, you basically mm, agree. Yeah, you, it, yeah. I mean, this, I mean it, it, to be honest, this is actually what happens in in North America a lot as well nowadays. Like you, know, anytime you hear anytime you hear the word zero percent financing, this is effectively what that is. You imagine talking to someone and they're like, "Damn, that murabaha is way too high." <laughs> the way you say in Arabic is murabaha, which means murabaha. which is like murabaha, which means uh, murabaha. Like it, it stems from the word reward. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But but either way, it it, it but it, it, there's a different arrangement. But this is also you know what's interesting. Uh, what's really interesting though is that um, like so when I was reading about J, the reason why I knew about this is because when I was reading about J P Morgan, uh, the Morgans were the the bankers for the Saudi uh royal family, mm. and so the Saudi royal family was just fucking insane because they they didn't believe in loaning their money out at interest, and so <laughs> like they just owned like a ridiculous amount of gold <laughs> because they didn't know what to do with their money because they, they just, they, you know, they weren't going to, they, they couldn't loan it out or anything like that, or they couldn't. Um, but, but so JP Morgan, like that's why the Saudi Royal family is very business connected because they've never been able to loan their money out at interest or like start a bank. Right. They've, they've started oil companies and things like that, or they've invested heavily into real estate and things like that. Yeah. They've always believed in like tangible assets that way. But mm-hmm. JP Morgan was like the bankers for the Saudi. I think still to this day, JP Morgan Chase is the uh, bank for the royal family. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I'll, I'll fill you guys in. Uh, yeah, a couple. So they have in Jordan. Um, I don't know what it's called in English, but it's like where you have to serve military time. Oh yeah, okay. Um, fuck, what's the word? Just, it's just mandatory. It's just mandatory uh, service. Yeah, mandatory oh, okay. conscription. Uh, yeah. Conscription, yeah. So you have to like. Uh, so for me, my dad basically, like, you can like pay it off. 
like legally. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, Weird. but it, but it's not done for my brother. So my brother might just not not come back to Canada if things don't go properly. Because like when he goes there with his passport, they're gonna be like, "Hey, finally, welcome back." It's I wouldn't, buddy. Suit like up. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We we have some some connects and plugs. Like we'll be fine. The Abu Shakra name. If you meet any Jordanian, you say Abu Shakra, they will know the name. Are you joking? Oh, any yeah. any um, Jordanian, bro? I'm not. I'm what? Not even, I'm not even kidding. If because they're, okay. they're most likely from Amman, and if they and if they're in Amman, then they know Abu Shakra. I, I yeah, I guess because my like my dad's last names are like like much more repetitive. Yeah, it's a kind Yo, of like a brand. Okay, but there's 10.2 million people in Jordan. No, I know. Not any, uh, sorry, not any. Austin, no, <laughs> Austin, it's Austin. It's it's actually not as unlikely as you'd think. Like I forget what population of uh like the like I I'm gonna make up a number, but it was something like one third of the population of Wales at one point, like of male of of males, were like the last name was Morgan. <laughs> like last names are not as like 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 okay. oh, like yeah. So Amon, there's four million people. Yeah. So you're telling me that I could walk over and be like, hey man. Have you ever heard of Abu Chakra? And yeah. all four million would be like, yes. I think but, three but million Austin, would say yes. Austin, <laughs> Austin, you're but you're thinking of it. You're thinking That's of it nice. like in Canada, where like everyone has different last names. Like you could be in a village mm. where the entire village all has the same last name. They've all lived there for a hundred years. And I didn't like my dad's uncle started an extremely successful perfume and makeup business, and mm. it was called Abu Chakra. Oh, okay. So it's like being, it's like having your last name be like, uh, Hermes. Um, right. Okay. Or like, uh, like Ralph Lauren, you know, the last name Lauren. Yeah. But, but not, but not even though, cause it's like, cause that's like new. Like, it's hard to even comprehend how old Jordan actually is. Mm. Like, there's, like, there's, like, there's buildings or people, like families that have been around for like, how many Abu Shakras do you think there are of years? in Jordan? Ammer. I don't know. Like less than 5,000. So there's 5,000 people that you're related to at some some extent. Probably. Damn. Less than 5,000. Right, yeah, yeah. So it could be like 10, I don't know. But but which sounds like doesn't sound like a lot, but like how, what's the population of Jordan? <coughs> 10 million. Yeah, okay. So but take in mind that that means that like if there's 5,000 Abu Chakras, right? Like if, if, if there was an even distribution of last names, there'd only be 2,000 last names mm. in the entire country. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so, yeah, yeah. like, so, like, there's not that, like, like, it, which maybe isn't the case, like, but maybe there's only, like, a, like maybe there's only 5,000 last names in the entire country, right? So Abu Shaka would actually be a pretty large percentage of them, right? Damn. Okay, yeah, makes mm. sense. That's pretty impressive, dude. So when you're going back there, they're like, oh, Abu Shaka that went, uh, went abroad, you know? No, they wouldn't know that. They don't know about me. Um, no, but my cousins. Enough, but I mean, like, my cousins yeah, would, yeah. would obviously yeah. know. It's like, oh, it's yeah. the Canadian, you know. It's like I'll get roasted for that. Yeah, man this this country is so old, eighth century. Yeah, yeah three thousand years. The Roman theater is a six thousand capacity second century stone amphitheater located in Amman. Yeah. Yo, I would yeah, love like to go here. But Austin, like that's what that's what Amra was saying, like when he means the like the family name actually. Yeah, no, I understand you now. Know? Yeah, yeah. You know the Martian? It was filmed 
in in, in uh, Jordan. Oh wow! Wow, looks really pretty. No, it looks like uh, Mars. I'm fucking kidding. Yo, uh, no, but look at this, dude. It is pretty. This is though. gorgeous. Mm. Meh. Yo, the city is uh pretty insane. No, no, this is not the city. Oh, what is this? No, no, no. This is like the outskirts, like cities. But not what? downtown. This is not Amman. Oh. Yeah. The Amman Highway. That was one. Of the, that was a good map in Battlefield. No. It wasn't that. No, it's not Amman Highway. Yeah, it was. No, it it started with a T. Oh, Tehran. Yeah, yeah Tehran. Yeah, Tehran. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Dude, I, I would destroy <laughs> that map. I would just go up the highway. People don't know you can go on the highway, and I just go up with an LMG, yeah. and I just light them yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I miss playing Call of Duty. Do you guys ever get, like, a little itch? I got an itch uh, last week itch. to download Fortnite, man. Just like I don't get itches, but I do have nostalgia. Yeah. Actually, you know it was so OG. So my little brother, who's like, uh, just turned twelve, like, he, uh, he like, cause he he doesn't know that I used to play video games, right? Right. So he's like, hey, like, like, because he has like like Xbox Unlimited or whatever the hell it is. Where, yeah, like, yeah, Xbox download, One. Like, really, Oh, no, you mean no, no, no. You can no, no. He has like oh. he has like a service where like basically like you can download like really old, old games. games for free. Yeah. So, oh, but that's like cause so my mom, sick. my mom just my mom doesn't buy him new games, but they're all new to him, so it doesn't make a difference, yeah, right? Yeah. But anyway, so he was playing like Battlefield Three, which was like I was Ooh. hardcore Battlefield Three. So my little brother's like, oh, like do you want to play this game? I'm like, oh yeah, what's this game? Never heard of it, right? Boom. And he's like, here, he's like showing me how to play. And then, and then I was like, okay, like, and I was like purposely like, just like, you know, not, not playing properly. And he's like, give me the, so I was like, okay, let me try one more time. And I just fucking went off like 40 and, you know, <laughs> like just went hardcore and he was just like, like what? Like, yeah. Like instant, like I was instant. The you never played bad company? company? Yeah. Uh, I played bad company too, not oh bad company God. one. But two months ago, yeah. Gabe came over to my apartment and we played Modern Warfare 2 1v1 on Rust. Dude, Ooh. that was oh, dude. that was like a good, so good. Yeah, scopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, tactical and search. It was it was getting frustrating though, because like quick scoping, you definitely lose that as a skill. Low key, like it's like depends. it's not like it riding a how bike. hard of a nerd you are. Yeah, I don't know. I was getting frustrated you know with how would, bad I was. I I feel like the the thing that I would lose trying to do throwing I, I knife and shit. Good. I used to be pretty good. Was uh like in Halo Reach SWAT. You know, like with, oh, with Halo Reach, yeah, only. headshots only. I've never yeah, yeah. played so, like, Halo, weirdly enough, but I Halo, Halo is good. But you, you're probably, but Austin, you look like a PlayStation guy, though. Big PlayStation guy. Yeah, I, I had both. Tell. I could tell. Big, yeah. uh, big Call of Duty guy, big NHL guy. I uh, haven't played video games. I want to say in yeah, I was a huge NHL. I was, I, I, I actually was uh, top 100 in Madden at one point in the world. Nope. Dude, fuck yeah, off. For real. No, no, for real. No, for real. I mean, what, just in what leaderboard, what leaderboard yeah, yeah. though? No, there's only one leaderboard for Madden. It was it was like there was like there was one you leaderboard mean ranked? for Madden. That was it. You mean ranked play? Yeah. On yeah. online yeah, play. play. You were ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. That's nasty. Yeah. I was hardcore in Madden. Like, you sure I, you weren't top like, 100 in the region, not the world? No, no, I'm 100% positive. 100% positive. <laughs> no, like, we used to check it every like this, like we used to check it every single day. Like we used to like we used to, we call it labbing. So like what you would do is like we would um like my my friend Sean Sean and his team oh, was Sean G. You mean boosting? No, 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 no. We, we we'd lab. So like what we would do is like we would so like when when the new Madden came out, we would try different plays 
to see like like we would try what's everything broken. yeah what's broken yeah like yeah, like yeah, like yeah. i remember like in madden uh oh i'm gonna forget now but in madden uh let's say like 12 for example slants were broken where like you could hit a slant for like a four yard play every single time no problem are you like, joking yeah 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 like there was nothing there was no coverage that could stop like a like a there was there was one coverage but then what you could do is you could send your guy to a fly route and he would beat him on the he because you, you'd have to you'd have to man press him in order to stop the slant route <laughs> but if, but if you man pressed you could send him on a fly so that means they'd have to have, they'd have, to have a little purple coverage but if they had purple coverage then you could hit him with that you could hit him with an in so it's like there was like there was all these different like things you could do so like like so like so you would never have playing, to punt essentially no no but no no there's you would never punt ever in a, in a one in a one v one you would never punt like even like fourth and one on your own one you'd still you wouldn't punt because there'd just be no point like because like because you have to you, basically like it's a ma- so like i'll give you an example like um like so like before like so every play was almost predetermined like there was a bit of yeah, luck yeah, yeah. involved like as far as like you know whether the guy gets catch a fumble etc but like most of the play all happened before the hut so like if you watched like if my friend and i were playing one another the, the controllers you'd, you'd hear like 18 different but buttons you're press changing before your the play, play calls yeah because i'd see what i would see what play yeah, he has, yeah, yeah. Who he has man on press and whatever and so we'd be hitting all these different buttons and then i would hut it like it, so like like almost everything that happened would be all before the play even happened oh, and then shit. afterwards would be like more or less just like the logical conclusion of oh well if this beats that like it was almost like a game of chess at that point whereas when most people played madden they were like oh who's open i'm like no 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 i i would like in my head i'd be like okay in route one two okay press b like you know like I would like I would know the timing of it precisely. Damn. And I, and there's like certain animations. Okay, now I'm starting to believe you. Like there's good animations and bad animations. So like you know like your guy gets like a, if if he's pressing there's a good animation where you can fly by the guy but there's a bad an- animation where you're not going to go by him so then you you have a different play right so you go like one two three oh, you, you, you'd have your reads right you have your first read second read third read anyway I I absolutely guarantee you I was top one hundred in Madden. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's respectable. Respectable. But other, otherwise, I haven't been. When's the last time you guys played? I haven't played video games in like. For me, it's ten months. I was gonna say six years. Yeah. Like, like legitimately sat down and like yeah, actually yeah. played. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say both yeah. the same. When did uh, Red Dead Redemption come out? Two. Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption two. You guys remember that one? Six years. I would okay, say so GTA when, when five. Red... Is that around the same time? Mm, I think no. I think I think Red Dead. Yeah, wait, I remember I, I was uh right it was after um I remember because I was in a ton of debt at 2018 time, so I, this yeah. must have been a while ago but either way and then it was uh when that came out I remember I bought an Xbox I was playing right because I loved Red Dead the original so I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and it was so good that I had to sell my Xbox because I was like yo like this game like this game like I'm not oh. gonna go, like have a life it was that good, and, and so I just cold turkey. Yeah, Joe, never, I haven't played. I've been listening to some Joe Rogan. He was talking about like just how dangerous video games are. Yeah, man. It was the uh, save yo. save the save our parks episode. Yo, when he was talking about how he was addicted to Quake. Yeah, yeah. Did we talk? Like, okay, about so Quake? I was I was at, I was as into uh, to Madden as he was into Quake. <laughs> Dude, he was saying how like he would literally sit down to play Quake at night, and then like like time would flash before his eyes and boom it was 6 a.m and his wife was like giving him shit for like playing quake all night man at one point joe rogan uh like when like when he uh had first like started making his money when i think when yeah he, i don't know if this was when he was on uh Fear Fear Factor. what was that what was that sitcom no no, no before the, the he made a ton of money off the sitcom what was the sitcom he was on i don't know um he was on a sitcom and that's where he that's where he i i don't know how much money he made but he made enough money he said he had fuck you money 
Oh, not yeah. not from the sitcom. There's no way. I think yes, he, yeah, no, no. Amory, he said he said he he said he had enough money that he had he he. Had, I mean, look, we all have different definitions of fucking money. News but he radio had enough money. Yeah, yeah. So he had enough money at this point that he didn't have to necessarily show up to work the next day at any given moment. Oh, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So. But but he also had I mean it sounded like he had some pretty serious money though because he he lived in like in the Hollywood Hills or something like that and so he actually got his house wired up to a specific internet so it would like so he could play faster. Oh my god! There was a story about that like so he like like you remember like like so before like you know like internet companies would come and like wire he he spent them them yeah he yeah. There's a uh, there's a house in a neighborhood near near where uh, next to where I used to live with my parents where the guy wanted an elevator in his house but the voltage of the entire street doesn't support that so he paid to rewire two or three different streets to allow for the voltage for him to have an elevator damn crazy that's so lazy elevator in your house yeah there's only like three Unless, floors i guess i guess if you're disabled though i mean be a pretty big fucking we he, was to... he was not he sold his company microsoft for like 95 million damn yeah. So yeah, video games. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe no. we should start them back up, guys. You know. No. What's I used to like playing the, NHL. What's the too? worst that could happen? I was never. I was never like amazing. Why don't we just NHL, go online but, right but now together? We'll all pre. We'll order some PS fives and we'll just play online together once a week. What What can happen? You know? you know, it's interesting. Like the time like, commitment to playing video games is pretty severe. Like, it's, pretty like severe. video games are not something you can but if play, you play for like them, half an hour. But if you play them, like let's say. Okay, so every week we sit down and do the podcast Sunday night. Let's say, I don't know, Thursday night. We have the same commitment. We just sit down three hours, play video games. The problem is it doesn't stop there, right? No, you get competitive. No, I, I can't lose to you guys. There's just no way. Yeah, I'm going to bottom fight against say, John. Like, so I'm going to be practicing every second I have possible. I will start delegating like, everything in my business. Like business I have a ping pong table in my condo <laughs> that I've been practicing half an hour every single day just for the day that I actually meet Amber again. Oh, you've been practicing like I, just by myself. I just ha- I just have a I have a ping pong table. I just practice. All right. All right. That's fun. Just so I can prep. If I if I had an Xbox, I'm kidding by the way. But if I had an <laughs> Xbox, yeah. <be>, <laughs> You know, it, but it's interesting though. Like, I, I think at some point in time, like there is, like, you know, like there's that expression. It's like once you become a man, like, like you kind of grow out of some of those kind of mm-hmm. things. Like, I, I suppose the part of video games that I don't like is, like, it, it doesn't translate to the real, like, like, like there's things that I enjoy doing that end up like affecting my life on a day to day basis, like in a positive way. Like, so like for example, like I enjoy like you know, investing, right? So like if mm. I'm going to, you know, I, I could spend like two hours, you know, looking at companies or just like, you know, reading annual reports and things like that. And and it's, high, you know, very enjoyable, but it's also going to have a positive like twist on my life, right? Whereas, you know, you're going to play video games for two hours, you know, like what do you really walk away? Like, you know, like, there's nothing that you walk away with like that's that's tangible really. Mm. Mm. And, and you also your mind, I don't know about you guys, but a- after playing video games, like my mind used to just be mush. Yeah. Like just absolute mush. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The past two, like when I was playing video games, those last like year, year and a half, I would play video games with no sound, no audio. Um, I would just like listen to like podcasts and stuff. But then, so that kind of worked. Like I, I got so good at the game, I just didn't need the audio. 
like Call of Duty or something like that. I just had really good awareness of the map. But like, yeah, if if I if I didn't do that, my brain would have been mushed for sure. I would. Yeah, I don't know. I remember just like there was a few years coming home from school where literally you could not get home fast enough. You know. Just oh, like, in high school and middle school, like like when Skyrim first came out, I think that like a bunch of us all like missed school for like a week. Yeah, dude. Yo, I remember. Do you remember those kids that a new game would come out and they wouldn't be at school? That was me. No, that was no, me. That's crazy. Like, Dude, I had a few Scott, kids like that guys. in my high school and, and everyone else, it would piss them off because they knew by the time they got home, that kid would be dusting everyone. No, I was, I was that guy. You who, were that fucking like, guy. Eh? I can't believe no, no, that. I was that guy that went to a midnight. Like, so my, cause I oh, I went to midnight games. releases all the Dude, time. I went to midnight releases at EB games <laughs> and by like, by the Dude, time I guys, I would, I would show up to school at like seven eight, and I, I, I didn't even, I, I like, you know, cause I, um, I lived with my aunt, like at, when I was in high school, yeah. my one aunt. So like, no, but no, she'd go to work. I mean, I didn't have to go to school. Like, like, like I, like, um, like she like wasn't like that like, strict about you going, like no one really gave a shit. No, I, I, I like, no, even like, even in grade 12, I missed a lot of school. Like, I don't know. I, I've always, I've always had like a high absent mm. T rate. Like, oh, like yeah. I think in grade 12, I'm not even, I'm not even joking. I think I missed over 50% of the days. I, I, don't missed, think... I missed one class in grade 12. That's fucked. Yeah. But, but so, um, I was that guy that I would show up to, like, I'd show up to class at like seven, you know, 9 a.m. or whatever it was. And I'd be like, yeah, guys, I'm already like level 24, you know, <laughs> like in, like in COD. Like, I would be that guy who'd be like, yeah, no, I already, I already like, you know. Yo, crazy. Like, end of, like, like end of first week, I'd already be prestiged. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember yeah, those I remember guys. I remember out, those though. guys. I can tell you who those guys are by name. I right was, now. I was, yeah, no, I was that guy. Um, Damn. Like even uh, last night was actually kind of a really nostalgic moment for me because at the uh, at the UFC event, Jan Blackowicz. Yeah, yeah. He came out to he came out to the Skyrim. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nova King. And I was like, yeah, he came out. He's like Nova King, Nova King. Wow. No, no, Wait, there was a fight night yesterday. No, no, no. Yeah, it was a really good one, man. Very controversial. No, no, no. Yeah, so good. Oh well, it wasn't. I don't think it was actually as controversial as people say it was. I mean, um, to be honest, when it ended, I thought to myself, I'm "Like fuck, that might be a tie." Yeah, I know. But but I did like the. Okay, so I think Patty the Batty lost. First of all, oh, he fought. Like Patty like the Batty won in decision, but I was like, "Damn, I don't know if you could give the first and second round to him. I think you could give one." And the fact that it was unanimous decision, I was like, "Nah, fuck." I I could see how the other guy would be a bit pissed I off. I didn't give him the third though. Did you give him the third? Well, everyone did. Sorry, sorry. Hold on. Did you? I, no, I gave Patty the third. Um, no, I gave Patty the third. I didn't give Patty. Yeah, this, okay. I, I didn't give Patty the first or the second. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I so I think the yeah, first okay. was like ten eight. The second was ten nine, and then Patty did ten. Patty took it ten nine. So I I don't know. But anyway, I think you. I think there is something to say though about like, I do respect the UFC if this is the way they think about it, which is for you to knock off a bigger name, you need to be more con- like you need to be more dominant. No, that's not how it's. So a lot of people don't know this. So the the judging is actually a government agency. Yeah, I did know. I actually did know that. Yeah, it's, so it's it, like the UFC has nothing to do with the judging. It's actually just the, fair, it's okay. Like the yeah, fair enough. I just mean the UFC yeah. as a league. I would actually like, for example, when it comes to like a, a title fight where a guy is defending his belt, right? So not like yeah. any fights that happened last night. So asterisks on that, but like a guy is defending his belt. 
if it goes to decision and if it is not a unanimous decision, even if it's a split decision in the opponent's favor, the guy taking on the, the belt holder, I don't think you give that person the belt. I don't think it's unanimous. Like, I think you have to win by knockout, TKO, submission, or unanimous decision. I don't think you can actually say, yeah, this guy is going to take over the belt because of a split decision. It's, like, it's, fair, it's fairly it's fairly rare. Like, there seems to it be is a bias rare. towards champions. Yeah. But but I do I like to see draws. I there was a split I, decision. Yeah. I do like to see draws, though. Like draw? I had no issue with I had no issue with the the draw last night yeah. because I I gave Jan the first three rounds and yeah. then I gave I gave uh, Anaklaev the last two rounds and I thought the last one was a ten eight. Dude, Anaklaev is a just a scary looking guy. Like he just looks like so is Jan though. Straight, yeah, but just like straight out of Dagestan, they all. I mean, it, it might be stereotypical Dagestan, or rude to say they yeah, all look the so same. Scary. I'm sorry, they all have like that square, rigid face with the big beard and like the the bangs. Like they all have bangs, which is funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, very good fight. Um, Jan's such a class act too. See what he said at the end, saying give him the belt. Well, but but you know, I think if Jan was to watch the fight again, I don't know if he'd have that same opinion. I mean, just you know, he the fight ended like I can I can see how like people's memory would be like, oh, like Anna Clive just pounded him for the last two rounds. Mm. Like yeah, but the first three rounds, I would say Jan was like clearly winning. Yo, did you watch the the prelims? I watched the whole card. Yeah. Remember, uh, dude, Rosenstrike? Did you see that fight? Dude, scary. Why is he in the prelims, dude? He used to be in the main card all the time and now he was in the prelims and he just knocked well, out a guy in 11 at, seconds or something it was nuts but if you look if you well yeah but if you look at um if you look at the the way the card was originally structured you can see why he was in the prelims like because originally mm. there was um like there was a couple other fights that got canceled like originally glover and, and mm-hmm. uh jerry were fighting yeah and then robbie lawler was fighting so there was a bunch of fights that got canceled yeah, so you can yeah, see yeah. why they ended up in the prelims yeah man uh it was a good card good card yeah bryce mitchell i watch every i watch every, i watch every single major ufc event including prelims do you like bryce mitchell he, yeah he was one of my favorite fighters he got his ass beat though he did he did yeah but it, really it is like also him. humbling to see uh to see that happen you know like that's the best part of the sport is i love how humbling the sport is because the only way you can compete and know that you're fully prepared for competition and going into a fucking octagon and beginning locked in there and having to fight your way out is to fully fucking believe that you are the best fighter that steps into that ring. So, so here's the thing though, 50% of the time that someone, someone's wrong, right? But you can't, no one can walk into a ring going to fight a guy being like, yeah, you know what? The other guy is better. You know, like that's just not possible or else you will lose. (laughs) <laughs> well that's so that's the thing i like about the the, the like that's i why love I, the sport UFC's, that's why i love the sport that's why that's why i love the sport because like so hockey on average the best person will end up being yeah like sorry the, the best team will end up being the like there's there's very little luck involved when it comes to some like most sports yeah um like i think uh hockey ended up being one of the more lucky sports i think out of all of them um hockey is because baseball it's more fluid, yeah. yeah. Like uh, baseball and football and basketball. Ba- baseball, I think, is the least lucky, if, if I if I remember correctly. Like as far as like there was like there was like a study done and like yeah, baseball yeah. was the least lucky, um, maybe because there's the most amount of games, right? Yeah, like um, naturally the better teams will float to the top. 
right? Yeah, basketball and hockey were like more or less the same. Mm -hmm. I think basketball was less lucky than uh, hockey because hockey does like you get like a lot more like lucky bounces and Mm -hmm. things like that. But um, but UFC is interesting because it's you know like let's say MMA as a sport, it's fascinating because. It's not like you actually get this because MMA math doesn't make sense. No. Like everyone always talks about this, how like one guy can beat another guy, but not be, you know, it's, it's like just because A is better than B doesn't mean that A is better, than, you know, or if B is better than C doesn't mean that A bet is A better is better than mm-hmm. C, you know, like, you know, that argument, right? So, um, and, but then also everyone has always has a puncher's chance, right? To some degree. But at the same time, there is massive skill gaps where if you see two guys fight, you're like, oh, that guy's way better than that guy. Right. The, but but just based on how their strengths and weaknesses align, like like Joe Rogan says, like every fight starts on your feet. So like for people that are grappling, that's actually a disadvantage. Like you have you have to get somebody to the floor to show off your strengths. Right. But if you're a no, boxer, but there is levels, though, in certain divisions, like certain divisions, I find like, OK, like so in the heavyweight division, for example, um, I find that there's a massive skill gap between the guys who can just simply knock each other out For and sure. the guys who are legitimate fighters. Like you see that with like Sil- uh, Surreal Gone. Mm-hmm. Like that guy is like the real deal, right? And Francis Naganu, like they're miles ahead. Oh, of Francis Naganu is, is right? has to be the scariest guy on earth in that case. No, but even like, did you see the like when when did you see when Derek Henry, not Derek Henry, um, Derek Lewis. Uh, Derek Lewis, yeah, Derek Henry. He was, I think, that's the WWE. Uh, when when Derek Lewis fought Surreal Gone, you could see there's a massive skill gap there. Yeah. Now, D- Lewis always had a chance because you know you, he literally can knock any man yeah. out that that breathes, right? But my favorite division is uh, is it the middleweight division, uh, the one with Kamaru Usman, Colby Covington? Yeah, like that's my because no, I, I agree. Find middleweight that, and light like heavyweight. Colby, I like the I like heavier Colby's weights. Actually, Colby's actually my favorite fighter. He is on the roster. Yeah, he's my favorite. He's my favorite. Just based on because, style. Um, I just, I, I just find that he just, he's so skillful. Like he, you know, like he's just, he's so well balanced. Like him and Usman are like, you know, like just their whole rivalry was so good. Right? My, my fighter will always one be ounce better. Adesanya, hands down. Adesanya, he's got one of the best of mindsets and attitude. Fighters. No, but his attitude when it comes to fighting and preparation uh and just also his ability to troll is is fucking awesome i love him and his fighting ability i like his style like just his actual fighting style he's so goddamn quick when you see the mindset so like um a good example of someone who like because like some guys just lose it after a while like like their mindset just deteriorates you, i mean yeah. you even see this like in in business too or like in life like yeah, some yeah, people yeah. just like crumble under the pressure but like darren till is actually a prime example yo that was an amazing fight though Dude, he I, yes, it's an amazing fight, but he's someone who just can't get his no, mind together, and you can see it right yeah. when he's fighting. Like, yeah. yo, I had a one of my one of my buddies calling every time I watch the card with him. He can predict just from walking out the fights. Like, you know, when they walk out, there is he he will make you money if he's able if you because he doesn't know anything about fighting really, but like he's fairly good at reading people and just like like the look on their face and their attitude when they walk out and getting in the ring he's like that fucking guy's winning that guy's yeah, losing yeah 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 and you can tell like when they get in the ring when they're walking around like you can see it in their body in their eyes in their ex- facial expression in their energy like if they're if there's a little bit scared you know like you can some people can sense that see that you know like it is kind of interesting um but i can see that in business too like for sure. like i always remember showing up to january training and and just kind of having a sense of who was full of shit and who wasn't. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, 
yeah, I think that's, that's definitely prevalent in business as well. Um, but that, that's what I'm saying too. It's like, this is why I love the sport because I, like you just mentioned, I see the parallels to business. Like in business, what's the point of getting up every day? Like am or getting on, uh, am or getting on a call with a potential client to a contractor that's going to work with him. Uh, you know, let's say me getting on the phone with somebody who's interested in a roof or John getting on the phone with somebody who's interested in painting their house and, and seriously not believing that based on how you've arranged your company, how you've positioned yourself in the market and what you're offering in terms of value, that your company is not the best option for your client. If you don't believe that, then it's just going to be like, you just have to believe it in order for you to maximize your potential in that position, right? Because if you're sitting there and you're just like, man, like, I hope this client goes with me knowing full well that there's better options out there for them. Like, I don't feel like you're going to enjoy it as much, create as much value, have a have as good of a time and actually do well, like as well as you could. It's the same thing with fighting. Like you can't step into the cage and be like, fuck, man, this guy's definitely a better fighter than me. You know, like it just doesn't work. And the, and the thing about fighting is that it's so beautiful because it shows you the consequences of thinking that way immediately. It's like if a guy thinks like that, he yeah, loses. Yeah, the feedback loops are instant. It's yeah. instant. Like you, you make one, you zig when you should have zagged. You're done. Like in business, sometimes yeah, in business, and it's, it's drawn out. Sometimes, yeah. like yeah, I was gonna say the feedback loops in business can be quite long. Yeah, yeah. Like whether or not you made the right decision. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, like I mean, like like look at like Amherst feedback loop, right? Like I, I would still say that you haven't got enough feedback to really determine right anything. I, I would agree. Right. But, but like, we're like, we're like three years into this. Right. Um, like, like the pure, like the pure venture, right. Like that, that I could be five years into that and not necessarily still have enough feedback to, right. To say, so it's interesting. Right. Whereas like in, in fighting, you, you get pretty quick feedback, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's How's you guys' weeks? Um, mine was good. It's, um, just uh, on the business side, uh, fully wrapped on production, already selling for this year. Gabe had a 60K week in December. Jesus. That's disgusting. Disgusting. Wow. Shout out to Gabe. Just going out there and closing. He's the black ace. How are you? How are you now? Uh, but yeah, Gabe had a big week. Um, and we're just realizing that like uh, there's there's very little... Like I've never been in a position where running a business where we're selling fully year-round. And uh, I, I, I absolutely love it. Like you never get, you're constantly sharpening your blade. Like I remember every December, I'd start to get nervous for January. You know, like, can oh, I do this? a little rusty, yeah. Oh man, I'm going to have to start calling again. I'm going to have to start selling again. It's like, dude, it just never stops now. It's beautiful. Like I love it, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, <laughs> on the flip side though, I also like the time. I, I like well, so right no, now, I, I'm at, we're, we're like as of Monday next week, like, no, sorry, Sunday the 18th is like the last day we're going to sell until January 8th or something, I think. So we will be Nine, taking, probably, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, we're going to be taking a few weeks off. So there is a break. I shouldn't say we never stop. We're not, we're not hammering calls on Christmas Eve, you know. But, but you were uh, taking like three months off. Correct. Yeah. There's a very big difference, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. that was good. Um, so business side of things, myself, great. Uh, personal side, actually something I wanted to talk to you guys about, kind of get your, uh, get your input on, was... Um, have you guys ever had someone in your family um, go through like a medically assisted death or an assisted suicide? I've had a close friend walk me through it pretty in detail. What do you mean walk you through it? 
it, like his experience of it, how it was, his emotions, how with he dealt his with family it. member. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So Miranda's grandmother's having that done tomorrow. So her, she's she's like scheduled to pass away tomorrow at twelve, which is um, which is just such a foreign thing to me because all four of my grandparents have died in the past ten years. Um, most recently, we talked about my grandfather in September this year. But her grandmother, uh, this is like her first grandparent to die is in her older age. Like, I think her grandfather died when she was like a young girl. Um, but like as an adult, this is her first death in the family, which is kind of interesting, right? Like she's 25 and no one after the age of like 13 has ever really died around her. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I'm the same. So like it's it's actually kind of it's it's very unique. And uh, just with me, just by chance in the past five years, like three of my grandparents have died. So it's like. I, I don't want to say I'm used to it, but it's like, you know, you you, yeah, yeah. you understand the emotions in your adult brain, whereas I don't think she does yet. And we're kind of going through that together. Um, but the assisted suicide thing, very, very close. And so the, yeah, okay. the assisted suicide thing is kind of like it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like you're throwing a bit of a wrench into how your brain wants to think about it. Right, because it's actually very beautiful the way that they're going to do it. And it's so peaceful knowing that the suffering is completely minimal, minimized. Um, however, it's really hard to just accept that you're going to end a life preemptively, right? And like, I think that's that's a tough thing to swallow. But I just wanted to know if you guys had ever gone through it or had had ever thought about it, because I, to me, it was just like a weird thing to try to conceptualize, you know? Yeah, I took a whole class on it. In my last Euthanasia? year in university, yeah, yeah, it's a whole course on it, on its ethics, its mechanisms. Mm-hmm. I took a similar course. I think we spent maybe one or two weeks talking about it. It's heavily debated in terms of morality, right, and how that intersects with religion and how you value a life. Yeah, but man, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, I I just spent the whole majority of the year. Like my grandfather went into the hospital in March of this year and passed away in September. And it was just like a linear degradation of his body and mind. And it's like, it's say, like, dude, I would like, I'm so glad that her family's not going through that. Like, Jesus Christ, was that ever not fun? Like, and, and what sucks is that the last two months of your time with this person is like tainted with how they're like, my grandfather was a strong man, right? Like he was a naval captain, uh, totally the patriarch and leader of our family. But in the last three months of his life, like that was not him. You know, and that was hard to watch. Whereas her family doesn't have to deal with that, which is beautiful. Well, it, it is interesting, though, if you think about, like, how much of our medical system is set up to just stop people from dying. I know. I know. Like, it's it's, it's not even necessarily, like, it's like, they're not, they're not curing anything or, or helping them necessarily live better lives or anything like that. They're literally just like, yo, like, our job here is to just make sure this person doesn't die. Like, they're just, like, delaying death. Well, dude, even more so than that, yes, but, like kudos to the doctor in the hospital that she's at because this is kind of insane like two weeks ago okay so november uh whatever podcast i asked you guys to postpone yeah november 20th sunday november 20th i had dinner with miranda's grandmother she was at a big family dinner totally fine nothing wrong like just any other day three weeks ago today the week after, she starts feeling a bit weak, goes into the hospital, can't figure out what's wrong with her, generally just feels dizzy, weak, and tired, run a ton of, ton of tests on her, figure out that she has stomach cancer, liver cancer, brain cancer, lung cancer, and she has terminal cancer. Doctor gives her like max a week to live. 
Like, dude, what? You know, like it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, very pragmatic woman. She's like, well, I'm just going to, you know, like, why would I suffer any longer than this? Right? Like, I'm just going to go out on my own terms. Uh, I don't want my death to be a sad thing. So it is very beautiful the way they're doing it. I, I, I think that uh, I wish my family would have maybe thought of doing that across my four grandparents' deaths. But I wanted to ask you guys, is this something that you wish like your grandparents, parents, or even yourself would do if you found out news like that? I think one thing to keep in mind is that when you are of that age, you think about death a lot more. So, mm. but, but for us, like, I don't know, like how many times this week have you guys thought about dying? Like mine was like just zero. Mm. But I think yeah, if you're like quite often. <laughs> the way John said that. Quite quite often. Oh my I don't know. God. I, 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 I legitimately think about it quite often. I think that's a yeah. I, I, I mean not like in like some sort of like dark or like no, sad way, but just like no, 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 no. I just contemplate. I'm like, hmm. I'm like dad like I don't know. I just I think about like if I was to die, like, you know, like how would I you know, like, would I have, like, like, are all my ducks in order kind of thing, you know? We checked off all my boxes. John, you'll get this inside joke. When you die, somebody will go up on the mic and be like, uh, his brother was worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's a joke from Charlie Munger about how what you don't want your funeral to look like. Where yeah, it's, like, filled with people, but they're only there to make sure you're dead. The one I like more was uh, when Charlie's like, uh, yeah, you, or you don't want to uh, have a funeral like a movie executive where everyone's only there to make sure you are in fact dead. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's what I just yeah. said. Yeah. Um, so good. Man. It's so funny. But yeah, I feel like when you're 80, you're going to think about death a lot more. It becomes more normal. No, fair it's enough, like, man. It's like, fair oh, enough. I think tomorrow I might die. So instead of that unknown, it might be just kind of a little bit of relief. It's like, ah. Also just a totally different part of your life, though. Like, yeah. Like, like, like mm. we're, we're in, like, a scheming part of our life. Yeah. Like we're, you know, like, we're scheming. all in the rat race. No, but we are, though. You know, like, we're all, like, word, trying yeah. to, you know. No, but we're all doing we're, our we're, things. We're scheming like, we're, something we're hustling. Up. And, no, but we're working hard. And, you know, like, we're enjoying <laughs> ourselves. But, like, Amber's scheming. I don't know about right? me. I can tell Amber's a schemer. What no, but, like, mean? you're trying to, you know, build a house and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like we're trying to do things, right? No, like I know we're acquiring what you mean. I agree. things I agree. and building and having, you know, like. Wait, John, you're building a house? No, I'm. Uh, okay. Austin is. Right. I thought you were trying to build a John will be too. He's going to move out to Quebec. He's going to be my neighbor. No, what we'll I'm be. saying though is that, you know, when you're 75, like your kids are already, you know, like they've already had, like, I feel like you've already checked off all the boxes of, you know, what you can achieve in your life. Like, it's like, I feel like at that point, it's kind of like almost like you're just being indulgent at a certain point. Like, it's like, okay, man, move the fuck on. Like you, you lived your life. Like congratulations. Like mm. you know, you're not like just get on with it, mm. right? Yeah, fascinating. Um, what else to get up to, Austin? Um, let me look back through my schedule here. Uh, yeah, while, while you're doing that, John, what what are you? How was your week? Well, uh, we wrapped up production. More or less, I think there's like, you know, there's a couple of little loose ends. I think Jocelyn's going to take care of this week, but um, basically we wrapped up the business for the year. So kind of excited to, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, not, not that much has really changed for me, I suppose, but nice. just like, you know, just, just focus more on reading and just kind of well-being and things like that. And, you know, just 
spend my time a little bit differently, but it, you know, but it's always nice. I don't know. There, there is a certain piece of just not having people working necessarily on any given day. I don't know. There's yeah. Certain, I know what you mean. You know, there is, you get to live your life. Way. Like you're just responsible for yourself. It's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to worry about people being, uh, you know, there is uh yeah, there is like, de- like definitely like running businesses. There is like a certain weight that you have on your shoulders definitely. You know, based on the responsibility you have, you know, I think that's, if that's and, a, you're a good uh, business owner, you'd feel that. Yeah. Which I do every day that yeah. people are active. So there is a certain, like there is a certain bliss that I have at this time of the year where I just don't have that weight on my shoulders for first, you know, for mm-hmm. a little bit. So that's nice. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, I don't know. Pretty pretty steady week. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Austin, you find anything interesting? Yeah, the only thing I came up with was uh in my calendar on Wednesday. Um I had my end of year review meeting with uh with Rydell just to kind of me provide feedback on what my experience was like and, and vice versa, what what they think I can improve on. And it was just a really good uh eye opening conversation about what it's also kind of funny because like i'm involved with rydell as a coach but i'm being that meeting of year-end review is strictly from the franchisee lens right Mm -hmm. so uh i'm usually the one leading those meetings with other people but i'm on the other side of the table that day and it was really good because i i think with what i did this year um my role is is mentally it, it leaves it leaves a gap uh, mentally because if I'm not performing in my business or working in my business or on my business, I'm coaching others to do what they uh, something to do with their business, right? So the gap that gets created in my mind is things that I need to improve on mm. naturally, right? Because I'm coaching other people on what to do for their business. And what they can improve on. And my job is to see the weaknesses and blind spots in their business the way that I see weaknesses and blind spots. But of course, by nature, I don't see those in my business as well. Obviously, right? For obvious reasons. So I can't show you what I'm blind to. I can show you probably, John, if I were to go and like follow you around for a month, I could maybe make a suggestion or two about things that I see. But I don't think it would be easy for you to see those things and vice versa, right? Uh, or maybe you do and something it would definitely be harder yeah for sure so it's like you develop this false sense of confidence that you can see those things because you coach other people Mm, see what i'm saying so it's like i think we spent a lot of time talking about what i what i what i should know more about but slash what i don't know as much as i think i know about right and a lot of it comes down to um you know, specific areas of my business that I wasn't like, I I think from that meeting, I gained a lot of insight about what I can be requesting coaching on and be more aware of. Cause it's weird. I I just, I just got present to having that gray zone or that kind of gap because of my two roles. Because if I was just a franchisee, I think I would look at this a little bit differently. Right. But because I am a franchisee and a coach of other franchisees, it's actually, it tricks my mind sometimes, you know, I guess, and, and, and I got, I got a bit aware of that, which is good. Hmm. You guys get what I'm saying? Maybe I'm not articulating this correctly. I, I'm, no, I mean, I'm failing to see yeah, the I downside. Think, 
The downside of what? Like the gray zone. There isn't a downside. Maybe I'm making there sound like there is a downside. I'm just saying the nice part about the one thing I got from this meeting is that there is a gray zone or a gap, right? And to be aware yeah, I mean, of that. I gap. got what you said right away. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah cool. Like, ba- basically, well. You're trying to flex on me right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but. No, I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Amber lives in the gap. Yeah. Well, basically, Austin, you, um, uh, you know, seeing things in your own business is, uh, is uh harder than seeing things in other people's businesses yeah not that actual complicated and basically by having a year-end okay, review thank you. yeah, yeah, yeah but, i but, got that yeah but by having a but by having a year-end no but hold on but by having a year-end review you know you're, you're realizing the importance of that structure for yourself and there's a bit of ego attached of oh i'm the coach therefore i don't need that right yeah. so you know it was yeah, separating yeah, I, the, I e- it. the ego yeah. prominent like the thing about ego is that it's really fucking sneaky Dude, it's a sneaky. It's so goddamn sure. sneaky yeah. because, like, did you guys hear the podcast with uh, Stephen Pressfield on Joe Rogan? No, no, just a clip. Okay, I'd I'd really really recommend listening to it because he talks about well, Stephen Pressfield. You guys have probably you guys. I know yeah. you guys have both read yes. his book, but um, is it the Art of War, or the War of Art? I can never remember. The War of Art. The War of Art. Um, he talks obviously he talks about this idea of resistance, but getting more into resistance is ego and how ego is rooted in this so so drastically it's like ego can't actually be convinced otherwise based on logic yeah anytime i've ever tried talking to someone when they're all wrapped up in their ego with logic it's just it's 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 dude it's crazy it's just like oil and water you know i um it's sneaky. It's a sneaky son of a whore. Yeah, like I have, I have, um, I have a friend who uh, does, doesn't. It, he, 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 I, I don't think he's aware of how big his ego is. Um, is he from Jordan? I might know this. I no. Oh, no, 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 I was gonna say. I was no. gonna say. I thought you were. No, I thought you were gonna roast Amber. Am, no, Amber. No, 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 no. It's funny how on. It's interesting how when I say that, you instantly go to Amr. I wasn't even talking about Amr. No, I know. I was so I was trying that's to telling it about I was trying to I'm make sure a joke you. about I thought I thought you were gonna start making a joke about Amr. No, no, but I, but I think we all know Amr has a big ego, but but he's aware of it. What though. are you talking so I don't about? Feel like it, yeah. You're talking about big ego. Amr, come on. <laughs> what? Okay, well now now you okay, maybe you do fall into the camp of friends that are unaware that they <laughs> Where does it show up? I actually don't know if Amber has a big ego. Where does it show up? I'm Define actually thinking about this like a little start. bit. I, okay, I, I was not nearly prepared for this conversation. Yeah, so I'm yeah, not yeah. Gonna I, 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 okay, I rudely so, interrupted. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I have, I have a, I have a friend who, uh, you know, you know, like he's, he's had, like, there's a lot of things that, um, like, uh, let's say success that he's had in his life that, um. Like I, I can see why someone would have ego because like so much of the success is wrapped up like in how he achieved the success was very ego driven, but he's aware of that, like of that part of it. Like a lot of it's like a show. Um, but, but what, what I find really interesting though, is the danger of, of having success in one field and then instantly thinking that it translates to success in another field that seems similar, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. And in, 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 in how blind you can be to that. 
True. Yeah, that that's interesting. Um, how would you propose the the confidence of their existing experience get transferred over in a useful way instead of an egotistic way? And maybe useful isn't the right word. Let's just say transferred over in a non-egotistic way as opposed to egotistic way. Well, I mean, I, I think it's like, I think it's a fairly common thing that if someone has success in one thing, you know, like this is like a whole Socrates thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like why he was the smartest man in the world, right? It's because he was the, he was smart enough to know that he didn't, like, just because he knew mm -hmm. one thing didn't mean, you know, didn't translate to all things. And, uh, you know, I think all of us fall into that trap, like, you know, including myself at times, right? Yeah. Right, like you go from one thing to the next and you just, you just assume that you'll be good yeah, at it. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. You know, just just because you're like, oh, you're 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 you, um, but there is a certain, but I think I think there's a certain awareness though to, and a certain awareness, but also a certain respect of like, okay, like this is a new thing. Like it's even though it seems like it's similar, it, it really is a new thing. So mm. I need to give this all the same respect and, and diligence that I that I. Um, uh, John, you're describing the Dunning Kruger effect. To some degree, I am, but isn't it like yes, like. You know, kind of like obviously like dunning kruger is in like you know when you first start something you feel like you have supreme confidence but it's even before that it's that it's that people because dunning kruger is like you're starting something but like but no but it's the other way around too though it's the it's the end of it as well right which is that like those who have by contrast this effect also causes those who excel in a given area to think the task is simple for everyone who underestimate yeah, their relative abilities but what i'm as talking well. about is not so much that like someone started something and they just feel like they know everything it's okay. that someone just takes for granted that they would have to learn something like when starting a new field, like as in, um, yeah, I don't know. Like okay. if that makes sense. Okay. I just want to go back. Cause you see, you said it like it was pretty obvious that I, that I have a big ego. <laughs> like I think that's pretty important. If that's true. Dude, I don't like, think that we have an argument. I think that that was like, set up. I don't think it's like a massive thing. I don't know. Like, I, I don't like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know how I would have a good conversation about that, but if I was to no, like, no, no. so the question I just would want is where does it show up? I can just kind of do the work I, from there. I'd have to like, seriously think about it, but I just, yeah. Like I, I mean, I think we all have egos. I yeah. Mean, like, I'm sure that I'm blind to mine. Yeah. yeah like, no, but the way yeah. you just said it was like, I'm just concerned. About my like, no, okay. His ego Amber, is concerned. I'll say this. <laughs> I think I think the biggest ego trip that you have running is that you don't think you have an ego trip. That's in my opinion. That's <laughs> Yo, like let's no, 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 not get into this. No, 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 no. Hold on. This is hold on. This is not. This is not me. Like hold on. Like so. Like Fuck. like for example. No, 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 hold on. Like, no, I like that. No, I like, like it. Austin, no, but Austin's biggest ego is wrapped up in his intelligence. Yeah, I think sure. mine's wrapped up in like my like would say like something to do with money. I would say of some sort. Like I'm obviously like it's hard for me to like read that from an outside, but I would say mine's probably wrapped up something along the lines of like me making money or like being successful. Like that's like a big part of my ego. Austin's is intelligence or like in, like brain power. Amor, I think yours is like wrapped up in some sort of like the fact that like you're above ego. That's like my, that's like, that's my, like, like, just like gut reaction on it. Huh. Cause I think about ego a lot and it scares me and I try to avoid it. So. Okay. So I'm saying that's a bad thing. Like, 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 so I don't know. Yeah. But I, but I don't know how we would have it. I don't know how we would have a good conversation at that. But like, but like, for example, I think like Tristan's is clearly like his ego is wrapped up in like material items. But I think that he would be aware of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I we we've had multiple conversations 
about this after my Tony Robbins 2019 million dollar gold debacle. And ever since yeah. then, I've gotten I've been working really hard to say I don't yeah, know more. I actually and don't like and and accept that I'm not as smart as I thought, not as good as at sales as I thought, not as good as marketing. Like I I've actually been working really hard. No, 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 I know, but but hold on, listen to what I said exactly. I think the biggest ego trip that you have is the biggest ego trip that you have running is the is the fact that you don't think you have an ego trip. That's that that's the key phrase there. I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna leave Ammer with this is that I don't think well sorry, I do think that he's done an amazing job at containing his ego despite the success that he's had which by the way us soothing your ego right now by telling you how you don't have an ego is exactly what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> like well no but objectively like, speaking like, how would you say no, no, no i know you... but i just i can't i but i can't help but laugh the fact that like right now austin you're choosing to to like be like oh hold on but but amber we know you've worked on you know what dude, i mean like, dude, like, dude, like dude. that's that dude like that's fair it, enough I, I, fair I'm enough fucking, but like play, right? i remember so you remember the podcast I did with Ammer um, in Toronto in August when I was just like sitting at his desk there with him where I showed up? Mm-mm. No, I don't remember. Okay, whatever. Well, we did a podcast where I was sitting next okay, to okay. Ammer in this chair that he's in in his room. Um, and uh, I got there a bit early and we were going through his business and he was like showing me like kind of like how he manages his business where like he has all of his systems, all of his tracking for his clients that are like in the program. And then also ones that like he's talking to and, and if they're like called and what stage they're at and all these things. And, um, and then I could see like, there was just a lot of like green. There's a lot of people that had, you know, he'd booked and were in his program. And then I was like, damn, like that's, that's, that's awesome. Like, and, and I knew that he was, he was doing well. So we just looked through his, you know, we got more and more deep in anyway, fast forward 10 minutes later, we're like looking at the financials of his business. And I'm like, God damn it, man. Like, this is really, this is fucking impressive. Like, this is really good. Like, I didn't know that you were operating at this level and just plain faced. He was like, yeah, man, like, thank you. Really appreciate that. Like you could tell it wasn't like a, like, you know, like an ego trip. It was like actually like a genuine response, but I'm saying that like maybe three years ago, he would have been like, uh, you know, oh, dude, dude. I, I would be on TikTok like, hey guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I did want to acknowledge that the that Lambo is post. actually yeah. The Lambo post, ego right? has definitely tr- the ego has transitioned. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe maybe it mutated, you know, and, yeah. and that's what we got to be, and that's what John's pointing at. It's like maybe it gotten yeah. so good that it's like, yeah, maybe maybe, and I'll, and I'll keep a look at it. But I gave a. I, I put it this way: I, th- I think there's as, I think there's as many monks in India that have egos as there is fair you know, stars in Hollywood. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, I did. I did roast myself on the Lambo pick when I gave a speech on Student Works. I, I, by the way, I got the recording. I'm just editing it. So yo, send it to us. Or can we post know. it? Maybe on the podcast. Uh, I'm gonna post it on uh, Trade Arc. Yeah. So you okay. Can post true. The link. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe if John and I listen to it, we could decide if we want to just throw it up on the podcast, like a special, like a like a, just as like a bonus thing, or maybe just the Patreon. Maybe that'd be I cool. Well, yeah, it's up to you guys. I mean, it's not. I don't think it would be anything profound. It's it's stuff you guys both already know. Right, but maybe. I just think like 
it's not because we wouldn't post it on the podcast because we want to know it. It'd be like something <laughs> that's interesting to listeners, oh, okay, right? Yeah. But I mean this. Hold on, I, I, and let me let me finish this whole sentence because otherwise it'll it'll come off as rude. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to it. and There's a zero percent chance. But here's why. I wouldn't listen to it because I know that Ammer is intelligent enough to know his audience and I'm not his audience. Correct. That's why that's why I said what like, I said. Yeah, like so like like if Ammer like I know that Ammer's a good enough uh like speechwriter or like like I know that he knew his audience well enough that he would gear that towards first year operators. I'm not gonna, like I'm like I'm just not his audience. So I'm not going to listen to it cuz I just I don't like it's just I'm not I'm not the audience. The entropy speech, I I thought you guys would be the audience cuz it's something new, it's something but but for this one, for you yeah. two specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I wouldn't show this to James. I wouldn't show this to Patrick. Yeah, like for example, like Austin, like I'll be honest, like I don't, I, I don't know if you would get much out of Rich Dad Poor Dad, like if I, like if I, like you know, what I mean, like that like, I disagree with. I think I Rich Dad Poor Dad was really good. I read it. I love it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like no, Amber. I'm saying right now. Yeah, yeah. I think if I'm I reread it, right, I think I would get away some stuff because, like, dude, my maybe your memory is better some than stuff. mine. Some stuff, guys. Bring it back, man. <laughs> bring it way back. Okay, like, like, are we actually gonna nitpick that hard? I don't think you would get that much out of the book. Okay. Um versus you reading any of the other books I could recommend. Oh, like, I, I, like, I, I feel like... You, As a percentage like, like of, of extraction. Yeah, like, no, but there's just, there's a lot more advanced books that, like, 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 there's, a, like, there's, like, there's, like, ten, like, a Cable Cowboy is a great book by, you know, about John Malone that I feel like Austin would get a ton of information out of that he would love, or Outsiders, like, you know, fantastic book about yeah, yeah, yeah. More advanced books that, to be honest, if I had read those when I was 18, I probably wouldn't have got anything out of them. Yeah, I see what you Whereas mean. Rich Dad Port, you know what I mean? So it's 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 the uh it's the amount of it's the quality of the information times by how much of you're actually gonna retain. Rich Dad Poor Dad, it's like good quality stuff, but how much of it is actually relevant to you now? Right. And how much of it's new information? Not as much. Yeah. So yeah, the, point being, not gonna listen to it. Sorry, Amber. No, not at all. Fine. Um Yeah. But it, it was nice. I I found a I found a hack and I wanted to share this with you guys. I think it's so important to not gossip around other people because you can actually exercise the muscle by gossiping on yourself. And it feels so good and it's a trick and it has so much benefit that you guys should think about that. I yeah man, I, I could never imagine a scenario where I'd want to gossip about myself. That just sounds like so unpleasant. Like, no, like unpleasant in like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, sorry. Maybe elaborate. Cause maybe it just, it sounds like, for example, I gossiped on myself in that, in that speech. I, you guys don't even know this. So I'll just, I'll just gossip you gossiped right on yourself. How would that even yeah, work? Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yo, what? what are you talking about? dude? So I'm going to give you an example. Oh, of okay, gossiping okay, okay, on myself. Okay. All right. So like in 2019, there's like a whole bunch of money in my bank account, like in the six figures. <laughs> this one time to like impress this girl, I screenshotted. No, dude. <laughs> and I sent it to her. Yeah. That's me gossiping on myself. <laughs> Yo, I can literally tell how painful that is for you to oh say. God, it's so cringe, man. Yeah. 
So, so you know, I look <laughs> at John's that. face. I've never seen John <laughs> make that work? face. I've never like, seen. What, what's, the, what's but what's the context of that? Even? Yeah, like her being like, I'm, I don't. She's like, I don't fuck with broke guys. Okay, first of all, no, and no, Amber's no, like, no, like, no, no, no. Like, what's even the context of? that? We were like Snapchatting, and she, <laughs> she was like, "How was your day?" And I'm just like, "Oh, I was just at the bank." Oh, <laughs> no, you didn't do. <laughs> That's a their screenshot, dude. It's just terrible. Yo, what? How's your day? Just fucking collecting the bag right now at the bank. Oh How about you? Oh, my God. So that's an example of me Jesus. gossiping on myself. And it's funny. And well, it's like, I have to like be vulnerable. I, I think I told you guys that. Jesus Christ. You know, actually, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. Um, like money... Like I like um like the like the numbers get larger as you get, you know as you get become more successful in business or you know just as as you play a bigger game in, in business, and it's interesting like how like one check like nowadays would just would mean so little to me whereas you know you know eight years ago how much yeah, more it would mean like you know like Amber like right now no but like Amber like um but even just the social circle you're around yeah, yeah like yeah. like if you sent a screenshot to me of like a bank account with a hundred thousand dollars I'd be like like i'd be like i think you should work harder yeah like you're in the danger like, I, zone I, I, i'd be like yeah, yeah. I, I don't know like, i don't know no but it'd just be like <laughs> like i don't know i'd be like what the fuck you question like, mark the hell you like are you like showing thousand dollars in cash like what you're just that bad at allocating <laughs> like you know like like you just sit on a hundred thousand dollars in cash like what do you yeah, yeah. like what you just, oh. you're just gonna let inflation just eat away at that but but um like oh. you know but where but i remember getting a check for uh like i think it was like 32 grand you know like yeah. is in taking my like i still owe taxes on him and all that stuff right like so but i remember getting this check for like 32 grand and i remember going to the bank and asking them to take i, I think i told you guys about this but yeah cash i wanted it all in cash so i could see it right and it's like 30 grand like you know like it's you know it's a de- obviously there's a decent amount of money but but um yeah whereas nowadays like if i got a thirty thousand dollar check i mean it, it wouldn't even i don't know like it wouldn't you know yeah it's cool. Like make, I couldn't could imagine progress. going to the bank. No, but I couldn't imagine going to the bank and be like, I want to see this $30,000, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It's so funny. Yo, have you guys heard of ch- chat GPT? Um, yeah, my, my, very loose. My brother showed it to me. James was James and I were just having a conversation about how it's all over the internet. It's getting kind of annoying. I, I, well, what I, is it? I what is it, though? It, someone, I don't know what it is. Someone texted me about it. Earlier. what is it how the hell would how the hell did that just come up right now like how did that come up like right now because i was i just actually got like a text pop up on my screen saying like so this, this is what it looks like it's just a website it can like i already showed you guys this with uh jarvis like that i used for like uh, writing my ads so like what is it it's just like an ai that here there, i'll just read what it says on the screen capabilities remembers what the user said earlier in the conversation allows user to provide follow up corrections trained to decline inappropriate requests um so here's uh, faq uh it's a fine it, it's fine tuned from gpt 3.5 a language model Hammer, trained just fucking give me plain language what the fuck is it i'm just reading <laughs> It's just, no, no, it's an AI it, that, that can like do what you tell it to. So here, watch this. Tell me a funny story about Warren Buffett. Okay. 
Enter. <laughs> oh, I failed. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, sing, sing me a song in Arabic. A song in Arabic. Bruh. Oh, dude, we're breaking. We're breaking this model. No, but there's like a lot of AI. The last thing that AI is going to be able to do is like actually imitate comedy and imitate. Like it's one of the things that, that <laughs> robots and AI just can't do. You guys, pick, <laughs> yeah, you, guys, you, you guys pick the things that it's just not going to be yeah, able to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. We've, we're showing, we've we're showing people why we can't have AI. You got to rely on human just power. Ask them, uh, ask them uh, what year well, the Wells Fargo Bank was founded. No, no, that, oh, that's, that's just, that's just no, Google. That, that's just Google, yeah. What, oh, what's like wait, a complex wait, wait, question? Should I buy? I still find that impressive. AI would know that. What? Should, what? Sorry. Oh, finance. Can it provide financial advice? I'm okay, like, should so I that's buy actually fair Smith enough. and Wesson. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's S W B I, not S. Yeah, no, no, no. I misspelled <laughs> it. Um, what's like a good example of a complex question? Like, uh, we're we're asking all the right complex questions, it, breaking this damn thing. Um, How do? I know if I have an ego. Ooh. An ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. It's a normal part of human psychology, and everyone has an ego to some extent. However, having an excessive or inflated ego can be detrimental to your relationships. Here are some signs you may have an influence. Constantly need to be center of attention and demand admiration from others. You have a strong sense of entitlement and expect special treatment. You are unable to take criticism or feedback without being defensive. You belittle or look down on others to make yourself feel superior. You're unable to see other people's perspectives and believe that your way is the only right way. It's important to recognize this. If you're concerned, talk to a therapist, counselor, etc. Wow. So here okay. I can say... I don't know. I guess I'm not really impressed by this. Write me an essay about... Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is an American business magnate, <laughs> investor, and philanthropist. He is widely considered to be one of the most successful investors in the world. His net worth is estimated to be over $100 billion. Buffett was born in Omaha, Nebraska in 1930. He showed an early interest in business and investing. By the time he was 11 years old, he's already made his first investment in the stock market. After graduating from high school, he attended the University of Nebraska and then went on to a master's degree in Columbia University. Buffett's investment Do we have Eminem reading this or what? One of the key factors behind Buffett's is investors and his focus on the long time. Like many investors, and Clarence's parents had a real good marriage. Let's go. It just got an auctioneer reading this off right now. Yeah. In addition to a successful business career, and we have five hundred now. Do we have a thousand? Do we have a thousand? Percent of his watch trouble causing his already donated millions of organizations focus on education. Damn, Emmer spitting right now. Warren Buffett is a truly exceptional individual. Achieved tremendous success in the world of business investing. His long-term approach in business. dude, it's like one of those speed reading competitions. Emmer's competed in them secretly but whatever man it's just Find another gimmick. Okay, so it's another way, gimmicky it's thing like but the most important thing about it it's like uh it, it it's the fastest it, it took it one week to reach a million users it took whatsapp like two years to reach a million users or something so oh, okay true. it's just like the fastest growing thing that people signed up for g g p t has existed for a while i've used it this is just 3.5 it was well marketed word of mouth grew exploded whatever that's it. Okay, cool. I'm not sure how we deviated from that, but uh, I just got distracted, so my apologies. Yeah, I, Amber, we're talking about you screenshotting your bank account, sending it to a female. So let's actually yeah, go back yeah, to that. Yeah, but the, but, the, um, but the premise of that was to gossip on yourself, because sometimes I get the urge to gossip. Actually, I was going to. Uh, here's a question for you guys. Um, it's a good question. Do you guys buy yourself things? No. Yeah. 
The whoop was the last thing I'd done that for. Like, do you mean anything other than like, like clothes? Okay, like, okay, like, okay, like, well, like, no, like, so, like, okay, like, it's this is my general impression of the three of us, and I and I kind of want to. So I think Amber and I are more similar than than we are than to you, Austin. Like, like Amber and I both. Like, I think if you were to ask Amber and I, like, I know the answer for myself, but, like, I don't think I could name the last thing I bought myself. Like, I'd have to think about it for quite a while. And then, like, 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 when's it like, like, for example, Amber, what's the last thing you bought for yourself? That was that not was useful. $500. No, no, that was more than $500. That was not, like, an essential purchase. Like, a fully discretionary purchase. Like, I don't know if you gave me half an hour if I could come up with something. And by the way, I'm, I'm not bringing this up because I don't think it's a good bit. But, but Austin, you... I have but, no clue, dude. And maybe I'm wrong in this. I feel like you could come up with something quite, quite quickly. But, like, what is like what is your difference in philosophy in that? Like, I, I, don't um, know, I, get, I get the impression that, Austin, you spend more money, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess... Are you talking about things that are just like, uh, like Amber said, like just uh, discretionary, not useful items? Like, like for example, like I bet you bought golf clubs this year. No. Mm. Well, um, no, I didn't buy. I didn't buy golf. But like clubs. something like that, though. You know what I mean? Though, like, yeah. Um. I don't like to own things. I'm kind of like James. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like, even, I, even I think that maybe like, I'm more out of, out of the three of us. You're the one that like chose to go down like the like the like building a home and buying some land you know yeah, this is from yeah, 2017 this yeah, phone Amber's my extremely main phone frugal Amber, i have a phone from 2016 look so at my case phone. it has a hole in it <laughs> how is my phone in such better condition than, than yours what are you talking about I, I, my my phone's as i guess yeah the, the biggest thing no my mine just has a case on it that doesn't look good that's it oh sorry oh, okay yeah. yeah like the biggest thing for me is probably uh I didn't actually spend a lot of money this year on personal things. Like I don't really take, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to say like workout clothes. Does that count? Like, no. Okay. No. So I, I'd put that in there. I, I just work out in like white regular shirts. Right. Cause I guess like you could argue that like I bought like probably, uh, $250 worth of stuff from this place called Noble. Noble's like a like a CrossFit brand. Um could have definitely just went to like uh mm-hmm. like I don't know like Giant okay, Tiger well, and I got mean, like If we're talking about workout clothes then yeah then I guess I'm a huge spender because I mean like as far as like Lululemon goes. Right. Okay, right. Okay. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about like oh what? Like just like golf clubs or shoes like just like fancy shoes. shoes. Yeah. I suppose like shopping, like I, 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 I just the reason why I thought about it is because I, I go to the mall like often because of um like the the I have a PO box mm. that's like just attached to the mall. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. open twenty, like it's open, it's open twenty four seven. Just it can be. So I go by the mall a lot, and like every time I drive to the mall, I always think to myself like, man, like people just show up here and buy. Yeah, shit. yeah, but, yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, but it's but it's like it's you know this time of the year is in, 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 particularly interesting because it's like you know it's so full like you yeah. can't even get a parking spot so it's it's a, it's december is the worst time to have a p.o box at the mall <laughs> yeah but, but 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 you know but i'm like man like, what are all these people buying like you know it's it's interesting that there's like you know consumers they're just buying so many little things yeah, and yeah, knickknacks and right i would say just, like just if, things if right? i go look at my bank statement um i'd say more experiences than things like 
I would say uh, Miranda yeah. and I don't really buy a lot of like crap that we don't need, but we do like, for example, like we'll see like a new fancy restaurant opens. Well, we really like uh, fine dining, like exquisite food. We'll go and like experience that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Trish and I are the same. So I would say like, I don't second guess that, but I don't like, I still have the same old shitty pair of used clubs I bought off Kijiji that I play golf with. Um, yeah. Like, I don't really think, have you guys budgeted really for the year. Did you guys yeah. budget your personal expenses? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't did you, sp- did you spend over 75 K? Are you including like everything, everything. including like rent food? Yes. Um, I did, yeah. no, I did not send spend over 75 K. John, you did, right? Really? Oh yeah. Easily. Wow. <laughs> well, wait, so you're including everything from the, from the point everything. of view of like, Everything, every dollar that left your bank account that it was not your business. If you don't factor in the, like, because I, I obviously this counts, but I'm just saying in terms of like my annual spend. If you don't factor in like the down payment of, uh, well, you it's not a down to. payment. Um, yeah, you have to include that. Okay, well then yes, because I'm building money. a house. But like, I that that money's coming out of a savings account that it's not. I don't count on for uh, anything. Still. No, no, but I still, that's money leaving. Okay, you well, as then, a person. then yes, by definition, right. yes. Okay. But like, if you're talking yeah, about like the money that I had to spend to live, like, I didn't have to do that. That's just kind of like a separate investment entity. Like, I didn't spend more than that on just maintaining my life. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I haven't, I'm like, I don't want to buy a winter jacket. <laughs> so I'm. Bro. Just- and fuck? i wear the same i've had the same shoes for four and a half years yeah you gotta buy a winter jacket and get rid of those tims man like buy some boots like i suppose uh <laughs> jesus like, christ I, I, I like to i like to spend lavishly in certain areas you know like for example like for example like when it comes to like like now that now that i'm like getting into eating like you know like meat mm-hmm. like i'll probably end up spending somewhere around like a thousand dollars a month on like groceries on, or quality yeah no ju- no just on meat. oh mm. that's crazy yeah, I would uh, say I'm almost there too, John. Like uh, on on just meat, Austin. No, 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 on no. Just no, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna no say like from. between Miranda and I, probably like four hundred bucks a month on meat. But we did make that investment too, four to five. Like I'm just thinking, like you know, like if, you know, like if I have a steak every single night, like with between Trisha and I, I mean that's like close to seven hundred dollars a month right there. Like just you know, just for just for dinner, like just for dinner steaks. I mean, let alone like yeah, yeah you know yeah yeah i don't feel like i earned the right to spend money yet no uh no i just uh i'm still uh insecure about my business success i feel like i'm not there i'm not where i want to be so once i'm once i get there maybe what would get you there asset base or predictable earnings predictable earnings yeah okay but but so but is predictable earnings more important than asset base for you then uh for for for, comfort like as it stands right now yeah like i want to i want to yeah okay. i feel like i'm like a year away from having the skill sets necessary to get this business to be forever generating profit ah that's, that's overstatement i think i'm a year away from being able to consistently make a number of money and profit no matter what right. ah, not no matter what but like you know within reason that makes sense, Hammer. I don't know. I feel like Cam's kind of changed my my opinion on a lot of different purchases. Like, like, like for example, I spent a ton of money this year, like on, like I spent like, um, like just improving the air quality in my condo. For example, I spent like four or five grand. Wow. This year, you know, like getting like an like a like a 
a jade unit, which cleans the air that's actually circulating within my condo, but then also getting an air purifier installed, um, like in my furnace, so, so that any of the air coming into my condo, so like the air quality in my in my condo is now just superb, right? Or even like, you know, getting a better mattress and a bed for like just like you know it's purchases like that, you know, like like I probably spent be, like between cam, we'll put it this way all of the purchases related just like upgrading my environment this year would probably be like 30 40 grand easy easy you're fucked and you're not you're not serious right now yeah walk me through this five grand air far next bed and in 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 furniture probably close to like seven grand this year if okay thirteen thousand. well cam as well right okay x amount yeah 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 yeah, that's what i mean Okay. Censored, censored. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but like, but like things that are performance related, I suppose. Like, I, I feel like, I've, you know, like, like books, for example. I mean, I couldn't even imagine how much I spent on books this year. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I spent f- like five, somewhere between five to ten thousand mm-hmm. on books. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I buy it, like, like I might, I, like some, like, like this book that's next to me right here, for example. Like this book, I think was like a hundred dollars, just because it's so old, right? Like, like just random books like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, actually, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to performance-based stuff, like you know, like food, for example. Like I've never had a budget. Like that's why I don't have a budget, because I've never like I've always felt like if I need something, I I you know like I have the resources to buy it for myself, and you know, like I, I never I'm never trying to be extravagant or like indulge, right? So it's like if I if I want to eat the like if I'm gonna eat steak, I'm not gonna eat shitty steak every night. Like it's just like it that'd be completely fair. Enough. It'd be absolutely silly for me. 20 years from now to look back and be like wow i'm so glad i saved four dollars per state no you know i know I, mean? I, like know, I know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay cool like i don't think 10 years from now i'm be like wow i'm so much i'm so much happier that i i breathe shitty quality or like you know shitty like shitty quality air for 10 years right yeah, or, yeah, yeah. um you know like because like, I, I don't sneeze anymore like my nose like is you're gonna like this i just spent some money tuesday night on the Igusku method. It's a company that only focuses on posture. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you book a call with them, and there's a guy who just like has you do a bunch of exercises. So you just basically stand. He takes four photos, front, back, sideways. I think I might have some uh, some photos I can show you guys, but it'll also be as descriptive as possible. And from that, he can. Yeah, here. The, is this the guy that's on Tony Robbins? Yeah. Okay, I've seen him then. So this is the company, and then they have you basically stand, and they take a photo of like your posture. And as you can see, I have like a pretty bad posture on the side, which is like uh, my 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 head hangs Mine's pretty insane. forward, and then my back kind of arches. So based off that, he basically took the photos and he put it in the software where the software can read the photo to figure out what's wrong, what's adjusted. So my one of my shoulders is is lower where it should be. One of my hips is more forward than the other. Uh, my legs point out. Uh, they pronate. Uh, uh, my knees do the same. My head tilts forward. Um so this is my neck. This is actually sick, Amber, that you're doing this. There's a whole, there's a whole bunch. So he, he basically looked at it, made a whole bunch of adjustments, 
and uh, had me do a bunch of exercises and then basically gave me what they call a menu. A menu of exercises that I should just add to the beginning or the end of my workout to fix my posture. And I'm to follow this menu for three months and then I'll book another call where they look at my posture in progress and then recommend a different menu to go forward. One thing I learned about mm, posture is that this is going to be a lifelong journey of just fixing my posture. Like it's, it's never, it's, you're never going to stop. Posture is just like a part of my life. It's just like drinking water, eating food, fixing posture, just like using the bathroom. It, it, your posture is everything. So beautiful. Yeah. So that was like a super cool experience. And uh, yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. So like things like that, right? Like, I mean, I, I feel like I would be more than willing to spend money on things like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, what else did I do? Whereas like those things, didn't, like those types of things wouldn't have made sense a few years ago. Right. Yeah. Because right. now, like now we're talking about like we've probably like the returns that we can get within our business are just no longer as good as the returns we're going to get on like breathing better air. It's true. Know, like in our condo, you know? Yeah. yeah. Same thing with the investment into working with someone like Cam and increasing my energy. Like, man. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You Underrated. Can just, if you can just increase the size of the gas tank, it's like, what's that worth? You know, like Jesus, I would love to do that. Just keep doing that. You know, like I keep, keep increasing the bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also went to a place that has like a sauna and an ice bath. Uh oh. Oh, yeah. No, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I couldn't turn off my brain. I was just imagining John just shirtless staring at me. It was, it was awesome. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the shirtless needed to be in there, but all good. Oh, definitely. That's the most important part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the tub was 5.3 degrees Celsius. The one where John and I stood in was 15 degrees Celsius, but it was moving water. This was still water with ice, 5.3 degrees Celsius. Sat in it for 12 minutes. That's that's good. Dude, that's minutes. nuts. It, it was awesome. No benefits whatsoever. My When I came out, my legs looked like half the size they were. I feel like I completely reversed. Because when you work out, you get inflammation, so your yeah, legs yeah, look yeah. bigger no more inflammation it's just my leg is just now just one big pole <laughs> just like a stick <laughs> even though my squat is up my deadlift is up but that was a lot of fun that's, that's uh, awesome yeah i hung out with dan and uh yeah i'm filming some content for the internal program for employees of trade arc and then I'm refilming content for the program of Trade Arc to update it for the new year. Nice. So, yeah, it's been it's been it's been a fun week so far. Nice. Um, yeah. Bit off bit off topic, but I did want to ask: Do you guys have a, a title for last week's episode? Because I can't think of shit. Do you guys remember what we spoke about? <clears throat> You know, it's it's interesting. I never remember what we talk about. Like, if I when I get off the podcast, Trisha would be like, "What are you guys talk about?" Like, yeah, I know, me too, man. Like, I literally have no idea. Mm. Well, my brain's like, because I had my I had my wisdom tooth oh, removed dude. on Friday. Oh, there you go. So like, I have like I have like enough pain that like my brain like is like in this like baseline. Yeah, yeah. Vegetation state right now. 
Here, let me tell you. Such a random thing to ask. Yeah, well, I got. I, fair I, enough, though. As you like, I mean, I can't, we we got the podcast coming out tomorrow morning, right? Like, uh... mm. um, we can come up with it later. Honestly, I just thought that you would maybe know, Emmer. You're usually pretty good at this. Hmm. Yeah. I... Couldn't tell you. Okay. Mm. This is interesting, yeah. A, a podcast that has dead airspace because the guys doing the podcast are trying to remember what their last podcast was about. <laughs> yeah, you kind of threw this that is, landmine this in Peak there. entertainment, guys. You could have just sideswiped it and just said, no, we can't, Austin, figure it out. But I can't figure it out, and I may have to go listen to it to figure it out. Um... Are you guys putting me in the in the silent response penalty box here for that question? Well, you've you've now derailed us twice, so you can kind of pick the next topic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've I've totally I've I've served no purpose in this conversation except derailing us. Like Austin's just checking his fucking emails in the back. Yeah, he was checking got, his text that's, that's how, GPT. That's, that's how that's how Austin picks his next topic is he just checks his text messages. I literally got a text saying, "If you have a few minutes this week, sign up and play around with Chat GPT. It'll blow your mind." So I'm like, I gotta ask Amber and John if they've heard of it. Of course. Yeah. And we broke it. So. I've actually been playing around with trying to figure out a fucking episode title. So uh, that's why I had to ask you guys before I uh, I derail the podcast for a third time. Um, what did you guys think of uh, when it comes to your ego, Ammer? What is it exactly that you think that you've changed? Was it just the way you think of yourself? <laughs> hold on now uh, let's see what have i changed about my ego because i because this is the this is the argument if you go listen to steven pressfield on joe rogan you never actually get control of it it's something that's completely separate from yourself so this is the interesting thing right yeah like Amber, like so, like the, like the, the version of you that you think is different than when you post see, that's photo, ego photo for example no, no, but yeah, but but so like, I'm glad that you worded it the way you did, Austin. But yes, yeah, so like, like, what do you think is different about you now from that Lambo photo? Because I, I I have an answer. Oh. I just I, I merely think that it's as simple as the the quality or the, the the quality of the way you go about getting attention is just changed. But the same desire is still there. Probably, yeah. 
like the same way that like the version of me that like went and wanted to see that money like that that still exists within me mm. but just in a different way yeah I agree I don't think it's yeah I think it's a bad thing only if it starts being bad <laughs> I don't know. It's bad if it is bad. Yeah. You guys tired this week? What's going on? I am completely out of my uh, flow state right now. Um, Me too. I tried to listen to the when once it's Austin picked that. Like uh, you asked me about the episode title. I'm oh, just, dude, are you serious? Did I just totally fuck you? Well, not not physically, but oh damn. Yeah, but okay. I, yeah, I like opened up the file and I was like trying to listen to bits and pieces of what we talked about. Okay, about no, no, mortgage. I, I, literally, I, I was hoping and, that you would be like, oh, we talked about this and then we could name the <laughs> podcast and then we'd move on. I didn't mean like, yo, start listening in the background, bro. No, but we're going through a good, good, like little, you know, we're just build, just, just, you know, stream of consciousness. And it was just like an administrative question. That I've been trained to answer after the podcast was done. Yeah. And my brain just turned off. So yeah, let me reset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My apologies. I commit to not interrupting the podcast with stupid ass questions from the, this moment okay. forward. That's okay. Emma, are you crying? Oh, I had a, um, I had somebody uh, in, in my circle, friend, reach out to me. This and this has to stay a little bit ambiguous. I will not say his name or, or reveal details. Um, but now we know it's a he. Good job. Yeah, that's okay. Legendary. Re- reach out to me about partnering up with Trade Arc. And it was it was an interesting moment where I I had a choice to exercise what I learned from Sam Harris about the kind of white lies and the dangers of white lies, and there were there were I did not want want to partner with them, one because it it didn't make sense at the moment, mm. and two, is because he seemed like a wild card, like his his integrity was a bit questionable. So there was kind of like a very interesting moment where I had to like kind of decide what I wanted to do. Was I just going to like decline it or just kind of have the tough heart to heart? And uh, because of the role I'm in with like, I, I feel like in my life and the person I'm trying to be, I think avoiding the tough conversations is not the type of person I want to be. So right. I just told him straight up, hey man, like, you don't. There is a lack of evidence around the weight of your words, huh. and so I would be cautious if we were to do business together. Therefore, I do, would not like to make do business with you. And this was the first. I I don't know if it seemed it seemed like it was. It was a great wake up call. Like two hours after our conversation, he like texted me, you know, just thanking me again for the conversation. So I know it really kind of, I hope it made a difference because wow. I really respect him. He's very successful. 
he's obviously the you know top of his social circles, different places, and maybe there's nobody like that that challenges him. Like I know John, that was something that you struggled with, and just like you need somebody to just kind of call you out on your bullshit, right? And and you know Austin and I get to be that for you, which is like an honor. And you guys get to be that for me, and we get to be that for Austin. Mm-hmm. But it didn't seem like he had something like that. So right. at that moment, I was that yeah. person, and it was uh, it was an interesting conversation. You know, I uh, you know, it's interesting. I um, I feel like I met so the, the friend I was talking about earlier, but that like you know had some success success in one area, that, and then and, and I, I I feel like I might have let him down in that in that in that way. You chose the easy path. Well, I don't know if I chose the easy path because like, so, um, where, where you and I differ maybe on that is that like, I just don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily confident in my ability to communicate that without, um, where does that belief come from? Um, like, like, it's just like, I, I, I think about the success, like what's the odds of me having a successful, like, you know, conversation, you know, about this person's would say arrogance towards this new this new topic or like like or like in your case like like if i was talking to a friend who's like wasn't honest um no no he wasn't not it's not like he was not honest he was just unpredictable he didn't keep his word all the time so yeah maybe it's a slightly different situation but but point being though is like when i was talking to this friend of mine it, it was just it was totally apparent that he was like more or less committing like financial like manslaughter on himself because just because he had such a lack of uh knowledge when it came to investing but his but his total lack of awareness of just like how out to lunch he was about his and you said nothing philosophy um no i didn't say nothing i just i just didn't necessarily call him out and say yo dude like you need to fucking okay let's massive let's role play i'm this person what'd you say oh um (laughs) well that the well um basically i started talking about like well like um i'm taking because like okay like what happened is i i had i was on a podcast where i was talking about um financial like personal finances a little bit and 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 how i feel like the importance of investing and then what ended up happening was this individual then you know decided they wanted to do the same thing but they started doing individual stock picks without having would say any under like like it was because I was talking to him. I was he's like, yeah, like so, like he doesn't read any of the financials for any of the companies that he invests in. Um, his his only basically his only investment criteria price. is you know, will it, yeah no just the stock chart yeah like, the price he, yeah. Like, he, like, yeah just the price like just looks at the stock chart like like uh, when I was talking to him about the idea that uh, like you know like hey like because at one point in time I said to him like well I was like you know like when you invest in a company the like it's actually has less to do with like you know will the company be successful in the future from where it is now but the price you're paying for it right like like you could have a company that's wildly successful but if you pay too much of, too high of a price for it like it ends up being a bad investment right whereas this was news to him in the sense that he was like well like one of the companies that he was investing in was like a utility company for example and it was just like yeah like this will be around forever like electricity will be around like 25 years from now and i was like oh man like like you just looked at a stock chart and, and saw that it was just kind of steadily going up and so you just you bought into this right so i was just like yeah so so what'd you tell him how did you why yeah well like he wasn't necessarily interested in like hearing my views on investing because like because he like he was already like set like i mean when i was talking to him i just got the notion that he was already set on how'd you get that notion 
Well, just from talking to someone. Like, you, you can just get a vibe off someone of whether or not that they have confidence in what they're talking about. No, but how, did you also pick up the vibe that he wasn't open to somebody sharing their thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I would say, I would say, like, the general conversation, you know, like, whether or not the person wants to talk about themselves or whether they take interest in you. Like, like, like I feel like it's pretty obvious in a conversation if someone's genuinely trying to, like, what, like, what their objective is in the conversation, right? Like, if someone's trying to, you know, learn in the conversation or whether or not they're just trying to share information about themselves, right? Like, like, that's, like, that, that's, like, that's one thing you could, you could, you could yeah, but, pick up in a conversation, for example. But there you're assuming people think the way you think. There's a lot of people who are absent-minded who just like to talk about themselves. But when you offer the opportunity for advice, they're extremely open to it. Yeah, I'm not necessarily attributing a conscious action on people's part, but like unconsciously someone could just be completely self-obsessed to the point that they, they just want to talk about themselves. Like they're not necessarily interested in... in um, you don't think somebody... You don't think you can help somebody who's completely self-obsessed? Not all of them, no. Okay, well... Do you? Well, not all of them, I would agree. I think like if you were, if you were talking to someone that like has you know that consistently shown that they have very little interest in other people, they're you know fairly self absorbed, mm. and uh, they have a general just like just a very high level of confidence in everything they say, even even about things that you know they know nothing about. Cool. You would have you would have confidence in in your ability to set this person straight. Oh, no, no, no. I, I can't set them straight, but I think I can somewhat break their state. So you role play to be that person. I'll just be like, you yeah. know, you, you kind of be stubborn or, or closed minded. Well, I, I, don't, I, I don't like role playing. So I just oh, you don't. Play. Okay, got it. Yeah, okay, I would just basically say something like, uh, um, hey, man, this sounds like really interesting. Like, what's your goal with this? I'd get their goal. Okay, his goal is to like make as much money as possible. Yeah, Amber, I, I, yeah. I'll be honest. The reason why I don't like role playing is because it's just like it's it's too it's too like we get because you get way too specific. It's it's way too nuanced. Like if you start role playing right now, like it's it, it's arbitrary to me because you're not like you weren't there during the conversation. Yeah, but that's why I wanted you to help me out. But yeah, well, he's trying to purchase stocks, so I would just be like, well, what's your goal with purchasing stock? And he'd be like, well, to make as much money as possible. And he's like, I know, but but right now you're picking his responses. Well, of course. Like, yeah, so like, okay, I see what you mean. Fair <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I like guess it's, it's arbitrary. What I'm saying is, like, have you like have you never spoken to someone who you don't believe was genuinely interested in actually learning new things? Oh, I've talked to many of those people. Well, John, okay, I think so role playing and teach them role playing things. is in a way trying to teach or explore a different topic for you, maybe right? Like that's the goal of role playing is like have the person who's being role played as an example to, to consider a new way of thinking, right? So in this one scenario, you're like, well, this, this person that you were talking to was saying, you're saying that they weren't interested in another way of thinking, right? I think Amor is just trying to get you to consider another way of thinking through role-playing. Well, it's not, it's not so much that they weren't like, it's not like they were like completely closed-minded to like a new way of thinking. I just, I'm, I'm, I was questioning my ability to in that in that conversation really have like like i don't think they were there to necessarily learn my investment goal. but how would you but, but, but you but started you the entire otherwise? story you yeah. started the entire story saying that they heard you on a podcast and that's why they're doing that so they're obviously interested in what you have to say 
Also, how would you know otherwise if you don't role play with Hammer, despite it not being completely implementable immediately in a new conversation, but just to simply explore a different lens, right? Like, because I, I think role playing for me isn't like, oh, I'm going to take what Amher says immediately and go use it with this person. It's like, oh, yeah, clearly I can see that Amher is communicating from a different place, you know, like just his tonality, the nonverbal communication, how he's presenting himself in the conversation. And yeah, the words he's saying are going to be based off of the predicted response. But I think it's safe to say that there's just maybe a different position you could hold. I think that's really what you're saying, Amher, right? Uh, it's, yeah, not yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily it's not necessarily the speech. heart of it right? yeah the heart the, the heart of yeah, it i just i find i find role playing to be more useful when you're talking when you're in a scenario that's maybe more predictable like i i just i'm i'm, I'm failing to see the translation sure, sure. no problem no problem that conversation the, my, my main uh, actually just kind of put it put it on the table my my main uh, goal here is that you you said something earlier where you, you made a statement along the lines of i can't replay it perfectly but it was correct me if i'm wrong but along the lines of you felt that you didn't have the skill set required to make a difference with this person. So you didn't attempt the conversation. Yeah, that was, that's fairly accurate. Cool. All I'm saying is... Not, not, didn't attempt very strongly, let's say. All I'm saying is, you're smarter than you think. There are people in your life who would highly benefit from you to, to just actually try. Because we all have beliefs. You have a limiting belief around your communication skills. I don't. I don't think it actually. I. I. I, I actually don't. Okay. I mean, you could say it's a limiting belief around my communication skills, but it's not that I actually think I'm a poor communicator. I never said that. It's that. Nor did I say that you said oh, that okay, either. Cool, cool. <laughs> so. Um, it, I, I'm just, not that I think I'm a poor communicator, but rather, um, like I just, I have a belief that it's like, um, like you, you, uh, someone can't learn if they think they already know something. So if, if someone thinks they already know something, I, I tend to like that, that statement then rings true in my mind where I'm like, Hmm, if this person thinks they know this and I know otherwise, I I'm, I'm, I'm very cautious to like enter in those kind of conversations. But the, Hmm. Okay. Would you be oh God, would you be you know, open? Which is interesting, right? Because for someone who's as disagreeable as I am, it it doesn't really make sense, right? Like, you, but but like but like I'm a very like uh like political in that way. Sure. Like, you know, if I'm in a conversation, I don't actually like to rock the boat too much if I have like some sort of unique information. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess we can start with this. Do you actually care about this person? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, if you care, then. I think you should consider when somebody has a, is going through the Dunning-Kruger effect or has a lot of confidence in something that is unfound, I think the best way to do it is through Socratic questioning. That's what I've seen to be very effective. I, I know a lot of people in my life that I really care about that are extremely stubborn. And through Socratic questioning, their entire argument fails and if I, uh, uh, and logic fails, and if I come from a place of caring, Socratic, getting get, like, is, is that just getting down to like the base root of their argument? Like just breaking it down yeah. to like, simple statements? Yeah. So yeah. let's say like, you're very confident about, you know, Smith and Wesson. I'm like, oh man, like, you know, for, what is that based on? And then you'll give me all these facts and I'll be like, well, have you considered that the Fed is meeting 
actually like in, in, in within the within the next seven days to maybe do a potential rate hike? Why, if you already had this information, why wouldn't you kind of hold off a little bit? What was kind of your logic there? And then you might say, well, I'm not trying to time the market or, or something. But it's it's through Socratic questioning where I can, you can quickly kind of reach the point where it's like, yeah, but what? Remember once I called you about meta and I asked you a whole bunch of questions? And then at the end of it, you were like, yeah, I feel like I know a bit about this investment, but there's like a couple of things that you gave me kind of like a, uh, an opportunity to go revisit and do more homework in. So I talked to a lot of contractors who think like they know how to market or they don't need to sell or increase price or like sometimes like I, my brothers, they, they're very confident in something that doesn't make sense. And I'd be like, hey, man, like this would be a fun conversation. Like, can I ask you a couple of questions about that? That's interesting. And then I ask questions and then quickly they're like, oh, well, I don't know about that. Or, oh, I guess I don't really understand that much. And then I'm like, well, you know, I don't, I don't know the answers, but, you know, can I share something that I learned from my experience that, that actually might help you make more money? You know, you tie it to their goals. And I think you could, you're totally capable of all this. You've done estimates. You know how to sell. This is all part of selling. It's just asking a lot of questions, understanding their goals, understanding their pains. Have, helping them, the, the whole point of Socratic dialogue is to help them see the gap from where they are and where they want to go. And then you can actually be that person to fulfill that gap. And I think that's totally within your arsenal. And that's all I'm pointing to is that you're actually a, a way better speaker and communicator than you might give your credit to. I think maybe the one thing is just your tonality. And I don't think that's, that's just sometimes your tonality. Like whenever I'm uh, whenever my, like when my brother went to Mexico, when I talked to my friends about the podcast, every now and then some, you know, one in 20 people would be like, oh yeah, John. And there'd be a conversation about John, how, you know, oh, in the beginning episodes, kind of controversial, but it was, it was never much about what you said. It's like the way you say it, your tonality, you, you, you could come off a certain way. It's not much of your words. It's your tonality and tonality can be easily fixed. I think if you put effort into tonality, all I'm saying is. I think that the reason I think it is a limiting belief, from my opinion, from what I've observed, is that you could be discounting yourself and what you're capable of, kind of like it's like a blind spot. You have all these tools in the tool bag. You kind of like give a quick look, but never truly look because you question that there's anything in there. And all I'm saying is just put that aside and consider that you do. Have but, sorry, but that's cool. where I, so yeah, so like, like I, I right there at the end is where is like I, I followed you up until that point it's not that i don't look in my tool bag it's, it, again it's and i said this before it's not that i don't look when i look in the tool bag it's not that i don't think i have the tools to do it per se it's you don't think well, I, I suppose it is though yeah because you don't think they're, they're effective maybe you just see you have the tools but you don't know if they're going to be how effective and i'm saying they're sharp they're effective they've worked yeah but for some i'm going to say this out loud even though i i don't think this is going to sound logical but i'm just going to say it sure sure it, just it's, get, it's, it out, get it out get it out i believe i have the tool set but I, but I believe that there's, there's certain circumstances that there's no tool set that would maybe work on it. Yeah. And all I'm saying is put that aside and just try. What's the worst that can happen? With people that you care about. With people you don't care about, you just have to kind of do like an opportunity cost calculation. Well, with people that you care about. I suppose this individual and I, you know, and, and, you know I, I care about the guy, but I suppose we're not good enough friends that I didn't, I didn't necessarily, yeah. Which maybe just is an excuse to some degree. Maybe, maybe. But like you, you know how to do Socratic questioning. You know how to care about people. You've done those things. Maybe you just haven't put them together in this context. And that could be fun and that could be worth it. And I think the limiting belief just prevents that whole circumstance from popping up, which is just a missed opportunity.
Yeah, well, that's where it started, right? Is that I, you know when you when you when you brought up that you had this conversation with this individual about hey, like here's exactly why I'm not doing it. I think I would have been. I don't think I don't know if I would have done that that way. Like I think I would have just been like, hey man, you know what? I really appreciate. Like I definitely wouldn't have left it in the open. I don't like to leave things in the open, right? So I definitely would have been like, it probably would have been something more of the long lines of hey, you know, I really appreciate the call, but yeah, I'm not going to do business with you. You know, and then I would just I would have left it at that. I wouldn't necessarily. Like, I, I, ne- I never really feel the need if you care if well, you cared I, about. I, Yeah, if I cared about him, then I probably would have said something else. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, 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 I take it. What, what if you didn't care about? It? Why wouldn't you do that? Just to save time. Well, it's sorry. It's not that I have like like I don't care. No, I know, I know, I know, like no, I know, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. You but, are a good person. But, uh, you care about other humans. I get that. No, but like for example, like if Jonah Stark called me, okay, like he's someone that I would say I'm close with, and 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 he, you know, for whatever, you know whatever you know whatever he called me for i would i would feel an obligation to like give him an explanation of like hey man like here's exactly the way i'm feeling or whatever right you know like if he called me and said hey man i want to start you know pro works in west Kelowna tomorrow like and, and, and i mean hypothetically if i was to say no i would give him the reasons because like hey man here's why that would work or here's why it would work right or whatever right but if a random rookie called me and was like yo i want to do it i'd be like hey man you know i just don't think yeah, yeah i'm not gonna, gonna do it and then you just hang up or you just move on yeah. 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 Why? I've just found, you know, again, speed, like, like, for example, like when I, uh, like if I ever had to like email a client to like postpone a project, I just stopped giving explanations. What's the, what's the possible impact of that? Well, I guess the possible impact might be that, um, obviously that some people might like fill in the blanks that on themselves. Yeah. And like, did- you know, they might, they might, you know. And if people are filling in the blanks themselves, do you think that you you are leaving well, you know it open though? for for it to be interpreted the wrong way? Yeah, 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 for sure. And I've definitely thought about that, right? Like especially with the client thing, you know. But what what I what I found was that when I gave people an explanation, it gave them something to disagree about. Whereas when I didn't give them an explanation, I actually found I got almost no. Can you give back. me an example? Like, of that? I mean, the best example I can think of is. Uh, uh, is the client thing of, you know, of, of postponing projects. Like anytime I used to eat, like I used to call people first of all and be like, Hey, can't come tomorrow. I'm going to be the next day. And it always it, it, literally like 99% of the time it was like, Oh man, this is like so lame. Like you're delaying the project, you know, whatever. Right. So then I started emailing them. Cause I was like, man, this is like so confrontational. Like I'd rather just email them and you know, whatever. And then people would like, you know, would be like, Oh, this is so disappointing. Then I just started emailing people saying, Hey, uh, just a quick heads up, not gonna be able, you know, projects not gonna be able to start tomorrow, it's gonna be the next day, or well, whatever. You know, I just I, every email I send now, if it's building a project, is just hey, just a quick heads up, blank is being pushed back to blank, right? And I literally never get emails now, like, no one ever emails me back, no one ever calls me and, and complains. We never have any issues, we go to do the project, you know, it, it is what it is, right? Like, I've never, I've never once had any negative kickback as a result of this, right? So the feedback loop was just really positive, right? And same goes with like, you know, individuals. Like if someone's like, hey, do you want to hang out? I'm like, I would just be like, no, you know? And, and it just, it is what it is, right? Like versus like trying to like make up some sort of reason or, or you know, just giving some sort yeah. of explanation. Well, I made this, and, and the, I'll share from my experience earlier today where we were supposed to have a call with Merlin at seven. It got canceled. And I was like, I'll be there at 7.30. It's quick, no explanation. And then what did you feel when, you, when, when I did that? 
Well, I feel like he didn't really care about our time. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that people get that same experience when you do this at, you know, something simple? Um, maybe, but, but I, I don't know if those situations are the same. Austin, are, are those the same? I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think they but, are. But, but, I, but I will say yeah. that um, the difference of what Amor is saying, John, I would, if there was a logic to agree with more, I would say I agree with Amor, mainly because I don't think that we should place an arbitrary worth of the human or the person and then therefore dictate the extent we're willing to be authentic. Yeah, no, sorry. There's no moralization here. Okay. All. So just if that, if that at all okay. came into what I was just saying about, there's none of You're that. You're just saying... Yeah, there's none okay. of that. Yeah. The, yeah, the, like, it's, it like, like I would feel no more obligation. If my mom's saying, can you come this January? I'd be like, no. Mm. There's, there's no moralization. There's no, there's, no, there's no value on people. And I just want to okay. clarify that, right? Yeah. Well, I guess with that in mind, I I would say naturally I'm unless it was a unless it was a very personal thing like like in the Jonas situation like if it's someone who's very close to me and it's a very intimate request I would you know I would maybe give it. But Amber, my understanding is that the person who called you to request doing business with you isn't somebody who you were particularly close with yet had a great conversation nonetheless because you were willing to share the extent of why you wouldn't fully. I, is that true or not? I just, I just, the, the calculation that I made in, in my head was if I was in his position, I would want somebody to step up for me, even yeah, if it wasn't within that, my close circle. That's what I heard when you were talking is the, is the, is the value of empathy in the moment. I think it's empathy. I right? suppose like Amor, like, but like, but like, so like, but you're very much willing to give someone unsolicited advice or like unsolicited. No, it's not unsolicited because in that scenario, I ask for permission. No, it's not. Well, okay, I guess, I guess, no, but I guess, but, but like if someone called you and said, hey man, I want to do business with you and you're like, hey man, I'm not open to doing business with you. And then, and then, and if they said, hey John, why? I'd be like, here's why, right? But I wouldn't just unsolicit, so I'm saying, but why would you just feel like, like, like I find it interesting that you guys are both saying that you would just unsolicited, just give people advice. Um, I don't, like I don't that's, think that's, that's unsolicited advice. No, I, I don't know if I would call it advice. It's it's they requested something, and I'm saying yes or no because X, and it's just because I'm saying because X that it's unsolicited. I don't think so. Advice is. I suppose if you if you make a request of someone, I, I suppose you are intrinsically asking them to give you a reason. Maybe. Yeah. 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 That's kind of the way. It's I not, see not it. advice. Advice is defined as guidance or recommendations. I gave. I asked for permission. After I gave the reasoning, if he wanted guidance or recommendations, because I dealt with something similar in the past. Yeah, okay. I guess I guess it's not quite advice. I don't know what you'd call it. It's just that. good. Yeah. Um, Either way, I, I guess I don't feel the same need as you guys to give full explanations for things. Yeah. Why? Yeah, but why not? Speed. Speed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, speed. Um, but also, like I said, just like, but like, way less resistance, just like less friction. Like I said, like if, if, if for you, because when I give someone an explanation, I feel like there's an art. Sometimes you, and then you are like entering into a dialogue about that reason, right? Like for example, like uh, <clears throat> like if I go to like if I go to buy a car, for example, let's say I was gonna go buy a car, and the guy, and I, and I, and I, I, I knew for example that I, hey, like I had a set price I was gonna want to buy the car for, and I walk in, I'm like, hey man, can you guys take this price? And they're like, no. 
like sounds good and i walked away like oh hold on you you know you no it's like no i I came in you know it's like i just i would walk away from the deal right like i wouldn't necessarily feel the need to have to explain myself right and that's kind of a really basic example but that's interesting man um i think you may be missing out on a lot of opportunity like that that exists in the gray zone yeah, maybe. But I mean, at the same time, you guys might also be spending a lot of time on conversations that <laughs> like you might, like there's a lot of friction that you guys are creating in your life that way, too. Yeah, it depends how you associate that interaction. If you associate that interaction as painful, then yeah, I would agree. But I'm not saying painful. I'm, I didn't say painful. I just it's just friction is in more time. Like 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 because when you introduce when you, when you introduce an explanation, you introduce it like uh, like I, I guess another way of looking at it is like the people that want an explanation might ask me for one. And if someone asked me for an explanation, then maybe I'd give it to them. Right. But, but as far as like always like offering up an explanation to everything, like it's like that, that, that adds more lines to every email. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that adds, that adds a whole, like how long did you talk to this guy for? Uh, it was an hour. Okay, well, there you go, right? I mean, that added an hour. Like, versus if you had, versus I would have been on a call with the guy for 15 I don't know seconds, if there right? was a, <laughs> I, I actually don't know if the argument of time is one that would, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, like. It seems you're prioritizing time over relationships. Certainly in some relationships, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, if there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I guess. It is more, like you said, John, like morality. In, like there's no morality here. Yeah. I think that we're actually in putting morality onto you. You know, we're putting our morality onto you. When, and when, in fact, there's nothing wrong with either way. It's just like, it is morality. This is the disagreement. Well, it's just like time allocation. It's just like, how much time do I want to spend on something? I, I just, I, you know, giving an explanation to every single thing, I think is just a misallocation of time in a lot of ways. Now, I mean... Obviously, I'd be more if there was a if there was some sort of added benefit to me giving an explanation. Then obviously, I'd be more than willing to, right? But sometimes it's also like I mean, I I also sometimes get frustrated. I mean, not frustrated, but yeah, I, I would say some of my, some frustration I would have in life too is is having to give undue explanation. Like sometimes it'd be kind of a, it would be a, a hassle to have to give an explanation to something that where it could just be a fast decision, right? Yeah. Fair enough. And no, I can't think of an example. Like you guys never feel the need to just not have to explain yourself. Of course we do. We're human. I I would rather just have people understand me. But I think that when it's in the moment, somebody asking like a true authentic extension of what they believe is value that they can provide for me or my business, I at least owe them the response to say, why or why not to the nth degree. Look, I mean, if we get into specific examples, then of course, I might, I might not, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to agree or disagree with a blanket yeah. statement of all st- conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we're going to get into specifics, then we could, we could go down a whole yeah, laundry yeah. list. But I'll give you a very specific example. Going to the doctor's office. Uh, um, uh, this was like a few, this was months ago. But uh, I walk in and uh, she says, hey, would you like to wear a mask? I'm like, no. You know? And, and that was it. I was like, but, but imagine if I was like, no, and here's also all my beliefs surrounding okay, dude, this fucking mask. So like, you different. know what I mean? Like it just, is it? Is I it? think it is. I think the doctor saying, do you want to wear a mask versus someone calling you up and saying, Hey John, I really appreciated the amount of work you put into your business and what you've gotten your business to. And here's what I've been doing. 
And I think that we I can agree collaborate. With you. I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. So I guess there I'm is nuance. Yeah. And there is there is morals. No, no, there's a hundred percent nuance. Yeah. But, but but I'm saying my default state oh, is no. Okay, no. We're we're, we're, yeah. we're we're spinning our tires now. I think we fully agree. We are, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I guess but I guess kind of just circling back somewhat, my default state is also not necessarily to try and have conversations with people that but I, I and I guess this is where you guys would this is this was your feedback to me, which is that you are making the assumption that you aren't able to make a difference in this person's right. life. Yeah, yeah, like just eliminate the and, assumption. Well, but but what's interesting though is that like I disagree. But so like, but it's it's not like it's it's not my default is like okay, I can't make a difference in anyone's life. But isn't isn't there almost an arrogance to you guys in the sense that you think that you can just make a difference in everyone's life? Yeah, even a small <laughs> one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's <laughs> like, actually you know I mean, so though? funny. I think that. It's not the arrogance that we think. You know what I mean? Like, I, mean, I like, know exactly. Aren't I just being humble? I know. Aren't I just being humble in the sense that I just realized that John, I totally I see head headways with. You, know? you just like <laughs> you just like unlocked a new perspective in my brain when you said that. But it's actually okay. not because I. Th- I'm glad I was finally able to get that out because I feel like that's what I've been trying to say this whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how the fuck can you guys? If just you guys infinitely assume that you're going to be able to, make if you thought that make make a difference on everyone. No, life. fair enough, man. If you thought we were like walking around here, like, no, no, we can make a difference everywhere. Even no matter no, but I like, all, all I was trying to no, all I was trying to I mean the situation I was specifically explaining was a, a situation where I may have missed out an opportunity to help someone because I didn't feel like I could, and then it turned into this thing of like me maybe like you know like uh into like missing you know missing out on yeah, yeah, conversations yeah. but yeah but like but there's times where I'm talking to someone and I hope that you guys can relate to this where like I just don't feel like the timing's right or. I'm not necessarily equipped or I don't have the energy. Like there's many different factors that are maybe like, like right now, for example, like, like, like I, I don't feel like I'm fully here for this conversation in the sense that like my mouth is just fucked right now. Like, because, well, <laughs> like in the sense that, no, in the sense I got my wisdom tooth removed and I'm just, and, I, and again, I just refuse to take painkillers because I just, I just, you I, are I, a painkiller. Like, uh, and it'll ruin your gut health, John. So there you go no exactly right because i got cams cams got me on this above men thing and above men don't take drugs and so here i am trying to not do pain 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 painkillers and my left side of my mouth is just throbbing that's crazy yeah yeah yo boys i gotta jump it's bit basket night austin but i did want to stay on for that conversation about the uh Mm. the willingness to communicate fair enough all right we'll do whack versus wise Okay, well, we'll see you at uh Hold on, you got to see week. the name. You got to see the name of the song though before you leave. Okay, well, it's going to give you a little chuckle. <laughs> Where do you find this shit, dude? It's like it's already preloaded for you. It's in my head. And like I it popped up earlier. I'm like, "Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This this is this that one." It's probably like Okay, you're, you're going to be part of this. Quit it featuring it, little bunny or some bullshit. I don't fucking know. What is that even I repeat all the real niggas worldwide. <laughs> Stay scheming, baby. <laughs> we ske- we're in that scheming part of our life. As 25 million views. Wow. What a good song. Rick Rouch. Niggas trying to get
life so short. Fuck it. I don't wanna go to court. Fuck it. Got a budget for the lawyer though. Fuck it. I'm on the run for the money. I'm in the bucket. Got a budget for the lawyer. My little nigga stuck and even got me paranoid. I'm getting money, that's in any nigga category. Double M, I got G's out in California. I ride Wow. There it is. Okay, bye's. Have a have a good evening, eh? Stay scheming, guys. All right, good night, bro. All right, John, give this a little little read there, sir. It 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 bothers me when the gods get to acting like the broads. Guess every team doesn't come complete with n words like ours. That's why I see no need to complete with or compete with n words like y'all. I just ask that when you see me, you speak up n word. That's all. Don't be ducking like you never wanted nothing. It's feeling like raps changed. It was time. It was it was a time. It was rug back when if a n word reached, it was for the weapon. Nowadays, n words reached just to sell the record. Spaghetti bogolones or bongolese. Bolognese. Bolognese in the polo lounge. Me and my G from DC. That's how I roll around. Might look light, but we heavy though. You think Drake will pull some shit like that? You never know. Million dollar meetings in a polo lounge. Me and my man all over north. That's how I roll around. Shoddy want to tell me secrets about a rap n-word. I tell that bitch it's more attractive when you hold it Read down. this. Hobie about to lose 150 M's. Hobie my n-word. I hate it. I hate it. Had to be him. Bitch, he wasn't with me shooting the gym. Huh? Bitch, he wasn't with me shooting in the gym. I don't get that one. Okay, so Kobe was going to go through a divorce okay. with his wife, and he was about to lose like half his net worth, which was like 150 million. And then Drake is basically saying, it's like, who are you to come into this guy's life and then two or three years into it, divorce him and take half of all of his earnings? You wasn't with him shooting in the gym. Like free throws, shots, practicing. You weren't part um, of the come up of this guy. You do not deserve fifty percent. Which like which that. Vanessa Bryant actually responded to Drake in hate because of this verse, uh, saying that you know he doesn't understand and uh, yeah, she there you go. Vanessa Bryant addresses Drake's Crazy. lyrics. You know, uh, I love when immature kids quote a rapper that has never been friends with Kobe and knows nothing about a relationship, just shows how gullible they are. I don't need to be in the gym. I'm raising our daughters, signing checks and taking care of everything else that pertains to our home life. I really wish people would stop, think, and then realize they're being sucked into somebody's clear intention to monetize and gain attention over our family's heartache, which is their potential divorce. This is real life. I hold down our home life so my husband can focus on his career. It's a partnership. Since my husband isn't friends with Drake, we received a text of an apology forwarded from his manager. It's done and over with, and it's time for people to think before speaking. Crazy. It's the peace goat. Okay, um, 
Okay, here we are at the top of a mountain we worked hard to climb, or at least the summit is in sight. Now we face new temptations and problems. We breathe thinner air in an unforgiving environment. Why is success so hard to find? Ego shortens it. Whether a collapse is dramatic or a slow erosion, it's always possible and often unnecessary. We stop learning, we stop listening, and we lose our grasp on what matters. We become victims of ourselves and the competition. Sobriety, open-mindedness, organization, and purpose. These are the great stabilizers. They balance out the ego and pride that comes with achievement and recognition. Is this Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday? Yeah. Good one. Um, I like this one too. Another popular trope, fake it till you make it. It's no surprise that such an idea has found increasing relevance in our noxiously bullshit nerf world. When it is difficult to tell a, a real producer from an adept self-promoter, of course some people will roll the dice and manage to play the confidence game. Make it so you don't have to fake it. That's the key. Can you imagine a doctor trying to get by with anything less, or a quarterback, or a bull rider? More to the point, would you want them to be? So why would you try otherwise? Every time you sit down to work, remind yourself, I am delaying gratification by doing this. I am passing the marshmallow test. I am earning with my ambition burns for, or I am earning what my ambition burns for. I am making an investment in myself instead of my ego. Give yourself a little bit of credit for this choice, but not so much, because You've got to get back to the task at hand, practicing, working, improving. Work is finding yourself alone at the track when the weather kept everyone else indoors. Work is pushing through the pain and crappy first drafts and prototypes. It is ignoring whatever plaudits others are getting. And more importantly, ignoring whatever plaudits you may be getting. Because there is work to be done. Work doesn't, work doesn't want to be good. It is made so, despite the headwinds. There is another old expression. You know a workman by the chips they leave. It's true. To judge your progress properly, just take a look at the floor. Yeah, dude. February 4th, I read this, and I reread Seller Be Sold. And uh, I remember reading the chapter about failure. And he goes the enemy. And I cried. It was very important. For me to read that at that time. Might be important for me to read now. When I feel like I don't need Why? Because you, cause you feel like you're like... Because I feel like I don't have ego. Probably a good time to read it. <laughs> well. I mean... Do you genuinely believe like you just have zero ego? No, no, of course I have ego. Of course I like to have some sort of attention and praise from my peers. Of course. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's not as poignant as a driver. Right now I have employees and they're looking up to me on what their life is going to look like. And I think that is overpowering everything else. Yeah, like you like you you're taking it very seriously that you're a role model in some ways. Um I wouldn't use the word role model. I wouldn't frame it even that way. I take it very seriously that there's But you're a leader. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. That there are people like you're a leader and you're taking that you're taking that responsibility very seriously. Correct. 
Yeah, I take that. I take that seriously as well. Very seriously. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you and I are in a similar position. Like you know, like I have Brady and Jocelyn and things like that. And there's a certain kind of expectation. Oh my god, man. That I have of myself. Oh my god. How I'm supposed to, you know, there's a certain standard you have to hold yourself to. I think when you're a leader. Yeah, today I asked uh, Joe for like feedback as like a manager. Like, what could I do better? What could I improve? And and he he didn't have anything negative to say. He was just like, "Dude, I just genuinely have nothing to add." And like that made me very emotional because like I I put so much effort over the past three months to make sure that he gets the best, just from what a leader would get, and to get that confirmation was good. So I shall trek on with everybody else. And uh, yeah, very, very happy about that. Yeah, I feel like I'm in my element. Not, not have, just being alone is not a good place for me. Not having roommates, not having employees or just people who are in the day-to-day in the business. Just me being alone, left to my own devices. That's where ego comes out. That's where it came out big for me. It's terrible. Yeah, I could see that. Because it was just me. It was all about me. Yeah, you're just in your own thoughts, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I guess being around others kind of gives you a reality check. Oh my God, yeah, just instant feedback loops. Yeah, you can go down a lot of uh, mental paths. And if you're alone, there's no one to check you, so you, you can go pretty far down those rabbit holes. Yeah, and like the only people who would check me would be you and Austin, but that's like once a week for only three hours. Yeah, and even then, though, I mean, a lot of what you're thinking or saying to yourself is not really showing up in a one. It takes one time for it to show up, you know, to simmer in, and then it leaks out. Yeah. Whereas if you're around people on a daily basis, it, you can't. Help oh my god, anything, dude. You know? Well, that's why it's so interesting enough. Like, that's why, like, when I when I go to see someone, I like to see, like, I like to have conversations with someone for, like, a minimum of two hours. Because then I can actually learn about the person, like, who they actually are. Like, you know, because how someone conducts them, because, like, someone can put on, like, a certain act for about an hour. Ah. But I have found it. I, I heard I heard somewhere that it's, like, People don't really reveal their true selves like until 90 days when getting into a relationship with somebody new. Yeah, maybe maybe in a date, but I'm saying I'm saying like when I like when I'm like like let's say like prospecting, you could say for new friends and things like that. Like if I'm with someone for 3 hours, any any sort of persona they brought to the conversation is 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 died out by then. Like in the last hours where the meat of the conversation <laughs> really is, you know what I mean? You know what I mean by that? Right? I do. Like when you're dating, like when you're when you first start dating someone too. I mean, there's obviously a certain aspect to that, and I think that's why courtship tends to be a few dates, right? Because, of course, there's like the fake it till you make it, right? I mean, there's a lot of guys that fake it till they make it, right? Mm. I'll give you a little update about that. I set up two dates, uh, but both uh, canceled last minute. So, what was the source? What do you mean the source? Oh, Tinder. Yeah. Makes okay. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so now I just got to get better. I just have a better... Yeah, I need, to, I need to read more. No, you need a better You need a better lead base. I mean, you know, like I would expect Tinder to have a really high cancellation rate because it's low commitment, right? Mm, fair enough. 
No, but we went from Tinder to text. And then texting. No, I get that, yeah, okay, fair enough. Referrals are yeah, referrals are a way better way of going. Yeah. Yeah, I did go to a house party that I didn't want to go to just to kind of exercise stepping outside my social circle. No, I went to a house I went to a house party. I would um Yeah. You know, actually, this this holidays are really, oh, you're, you're going to be in Jordan. I was going to say holiday parties are actually a really good place to meet people. No, no, no. I'm going to go like to, uh, I'm going to a couple holiday parties, actually. So, no. But like, but holiday parties as in like, not so much like a, I guess you could say it's a house party. But like, no, no, no. Like, I mean, gathering, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really good places to meet people, to be honest. Because, um, yeah, those are, I think I think those are fantastic places to meet people. Agreed. So, um, what's the play with Smith and Wesson? It is extremely discounted. And why are you? I guess I was unsatisfied with your last question to why you're diversified. Smith and Wesson is so good. Want to just keep buying more Smith and Wesson? Why would you put your money? In? I did. No, but like you should, like maybe sell other stocks. I did. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough man well done okay good yeah no i did man i have this conundrum and i want your opinion on these two things it's around focus one if i purchase smith and wesson which i'm very close to do to doing i still have to do like my i have to put in like 10 hours of homework first but if I was to purchase Smith and Wesson, now that's like another thing I have to think about and manage in my mind. Do you think I'm kind of making that up, or how often do you actually forget that you invest in stocks? Um, because if I was to buy Smith and Wesson, I also have to keep observing the stock, reading its quarterly reports. It's now like an added thing in my life. Well. I mean, it's 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 as much work as passive ownership is, right? I mean, mm. like if your friend said, "Hey, I want you to invest," uh, like imagine if I it was, imagine you, uh, you and I, or imagine Trish and I came to you and said, "Hey, we we're gonna buy a new uh, hero location. We want you to invest in it, right?" Okay. How often would you think about the valuation of that business? Oh yeah, very little. Probably not often, right? Um, would you be interested, like if we if we gave you quarterly reports, oh, yeah, sure. would you read them? Sure. For sure, you would. Like, but like you, for example, you like. Uh, here's here's an example. How much do you think about the property that you bought uh, with? Um, not until I get those emails. So, I think about Smith and Wesson, probably as much as I think about the properties with Matt Andrews. Okay. Right. That's the way I think about it. I, I get a quarterly report. I read through it. Okay. And mainly because I enjoy reading about the business. True. Too. Like I, I enjoy like Mark Smith is a great CEO. I like, I like reading it. Um, yeah. And uh, it's funny how we, know, we, we talked about this like a year ago and he, everything he said and he predicted is happening right now. Stock's going to go down. We're going to miss quarterly reports and earnings. Everything I, everything I discussed originally, you know, and uh, you know, I mean the one thing I'm, you know, I, I think I've said this before about, you know, market timing. I mean, I, I've, I've never been one to try and, you know, like, I, I don't know how I would ever, like, how would you possibly know, right? And, um, but but one of my original thesis, can I actually, I'll read it, I'll actually, I, I was going to say, 
I've never actually read this to you. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so here it is. I, John Morgan III, am buying SWBI, so I'm just going to say Smith & Wesson, because I believe it is being uh, traded well below its intrinsic value of approximately $1.2 to $1.4 billion and has favorable industry dynamics. I came up with this value based on a multiple of 12 to 15 times of its 12, or sorry, its 10-year average net income. Free cash flow is almost the same. Um, adding back in interest payments made on debt that no longer exists. I believe this is a fair assessment of value for the following reasons. Smith & Wesson has an excellent brand that has been around for a long time. Smith & Wesson is an industry that has the following traits. High barriers to entry, high cost of capital, limited access to capital, few competitors, bargaining power with its suppliers and its distributors, low innovation, so low R&D costs, consolidation of the industry over time, slow growth for demand uh, for firearms and measurable stats, cyclical, but tends to follow elections. Smith & Wesson has a clean balance sheet with no long-term debt, high gross margins between 30 and 40% uh, that are stable over time, uh, meaning it's not a commodity, and uh, potential for uh, well-timed share buybacks, cyclical. Based on the above, I see that in two to five years, Smith & Wesson will have bought back approximately 20% or more of their shares, bringing their share count down to approximately 37 million outstanding shares, and that they will still be be trading well below its intrinsic value based on numerous factors relating to the morals and cyclicality of the industry. I will continue to add to this position at attractive times in relation to my other opportunities. I like it. So, you know, as far as like what, when I wrote that, when I bought the stock, nothing has changed. You know, if anything, I think I, I actually, one of my core thesis, one of the, one, one of the, main points of my investment thesis was that it was going to be consistently undervalued and that the share buybacks would be the would be the part about this um this company five years ago was in my opinion was not investable covid changed that because it, it wiped out their debt now that this company has no debt That it makes an investable company. Got it. Hmm. So back to so like when I think about like when I think about the you know like when I invest in companies, I try and invest the same way that I would invest in like in ProWorks or I invest in Pure Air. Like I, I think about like okay, I'm a passive owner, right? Like I, I have no day to day operations, but like what would really be like what would be my obligations to the business? Really, I think the only obligation I have is to is to just you know read the information they give me right but as far as like all of the work would be whether or not you're going to buy the company right i mean if you buy a company and then you're just waiting for its quarterly reports to come out to verify i mean i don't know <laughs> i feel like you've already made a mistake at that point yeah like i would feel comfortable right now if if i didn't know the stock price of smith and wesson i would feel comfortable holding not only holding but i would feel comfortable um yeah like like like, yeah like like if you told me like okay like smith and wesson is going to be removed from the stock market for five years and then five years later 
you know, we're going to have a one-time sale, like, you know, whether you can buy or sell again. And then five years, you know, I would, I would take that. I would be, I would know. You'd take that deal. I would take that deal. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it wouldn't, it wouldn't make it like a no go for me. Yeah. Mm, Okay. The, the U S election, uh, is, uh, every four years and it happened in two, two years. No, for you, for us presidents. For presidents, yeah, for four years, but there's midterm elections too. Okay, so we had one in 2020, and then 2016, 2012. Yeah, man, it just kind of goes up and down, up and down. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, give or take, they've been pretty consistent with. Uh... Do you think at nine dollars a share, it is extremely? What is that value? Yeah, it is a market cap of four hundred million. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's market caps four hundred twenty eight million or something. Like that. Yeah, and but you said if if it sells everything, it can get around four hundred million. What do you mean it sells everything? Sorry, you once told me it's like if Smith and Wesson just sold, like if somebody if somebody acquired the business. You'd get more than that or something. All the assets or the inventory. You said something. That was probably, that was probably Leon. So I don't think that was. It was Smith and Wesson. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, like maybe I was, was I talking about like a private transaction? Like, like if there was like a, like a leveraged buyout or something like that, mm-hmm. or like, if they, like if they're, yeah. Well, I mean, of course in, in a private transact, like, like to a private, like if you, to a private, um, like to a private owner, Smith and Wesson would obviously be worth way more. Like obviously, mm. like I think that because it's it's publicly traded, I think it's it's trading for less because there's 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 a morality between or around surrounding like owning a gun company and and uh, yeah, and, but also because people are buying and selling it on a daily basis, so that there's there's stock like there's tons. I mean. This, there's a lot of speculation in Smith and Wesson. Like, like I think it's a, I think people like to day trade it. Like, if you look at it, its share turnover, it's like three hundred and sixty percent. Like, so the company's fully traded over almost four times a year. Wow. Right. Like that's 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 a very actively traded company. Got it. Right. Yeah. Like to put it in perspective, like one of the other companies I'm invested in, like what's what's its uh, glass. No. Uh-huh. Okay, for whatever reason, that one's not not working. But um, like, what's the share turnover of? Uh... Yeah, so like the share turnover of this other company I'm invested in is twelve percent. Oh my god! <laughs> only twelve. Yeah, only twelve percent of its shares turnover every year. Oh, cool. Right. Like even like a company like like let me like let me think of another company like I wonder um. Yeah, like, 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 put it this way, uh, Smith and Wesson trades almost as much as Meta does, like, as far as, like, its share turnover. Wow. Like, that's, that's how popular the stock is, as far as, like, the, sh- it's individual shares turning over, mm. right? Like, it's a very well-known company. Like, it's not, like, it's, like, it's not under the radar by any stretch or anything like that, right? So there's tons of, like, there's tons of people that, like, like, Smith and Wesson's a company that a lot of people like to short, they like to, like, day trade it, like. Like so, like, as far as like the day to day swings of the company are just so weird. Like <laughs> you'd be, you, like you like 
like I, I don't even I, I, I don't even know how much the company would swing up and down but I, I would suspect that like on a daily basis it might swing like a couple percentage points, yeah like it's crazy <laughs> yeah because because it's like but even like like okay, I mean I don't know if we were to pull up like a stock chart of Smith and Wesson like I, I bet like let's see here like my bet is that there's like like there's like ten to fifteen percent swings on this uh, yeah, so like in the last six months, it's gone so like here's here's I, I'll just I'll, like I'll just kind of walk through like every couple of weeks, okay, so it's down ten percent, it's up twenty five point five percent, it's back down twenty percent, it's then up eighteen percent Jesus. It's then back, it's down 35%. It's then up 23% and then it's down 25%. Mm. Like just, in, like, in, you know, like over the course of a six month period, like that's like the swings, right? Like obviously there's a lot of, like there's a lot of volume. There's just people trading this, right? Can you sort and by volume? Smaller. By trade volume? Like, can you see the most actively traded stock? Well, the most actively traded stock. Tesla? As far as volume. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you can look it up, but per volume is kind of deceiving. It's it what you're looking for is share turnover. Share turnover percentage. Like Apple, yeah. Like like for example, Apple might like. Let's see what Apple's share turnover is. Yeah, see, Apple's share turnover is 131. percent But I bet Apple, it just being the largest company in the world, has the most volume of any company. Maybe. Oh, oh, oh I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because yeah, just like some like. Like Amazon is probably a company that, for example, like, you know, uh, it, like, it, yeah, it has higher than, uh, uh, but like, so for example, Berkshire though, like, let's go look at Berkshire Hathaway. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a shares. It's a shares probably have such low turnover. Yeah. 49% because it's so expensive. Right. Um, but yeah, there's, t- so anyway, share, t- share turnover is a more, a better, uh, search thing than, uh, volume itself because like you, you can have like a, like the most actively traded stocks in any given day, like BlackBerry might be like, you know, like like a GameStop at one point was probably the most actively traded company at one point, uh, you know, right? Cool. Yeah. Um, And so that's one thing. And then the other question I had for you was around like, I, I really want to try stand-up comedy. I think it was just like fun, you know, just like learning how to be funny. Dude, I think you'd be great at it, man. I really do. I really do think you'd be great at um, stand-up comedy. I mean, I, um, I, I, uh, I actually, you know, I mean, Aunt, or Austin kind of beat me to the punch of like mentioning it to you, but I, I was like, man, like when I was at uh, Jordan's wedding, his brother's hilarious, and he was like a really good MC, and I was like, dude, Amber is gonna be the best <laughs> MC of all time. Like, well, I can still MC your wedding. I know you're gonna have to do both. But, so what? But yeah. I'm saying no, 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 no. No, I'm saying like, but I, I feel like you'd be a really good comedian. Then. Oh, like cool. I think you should definitely do it. I think you'd be good. Yeah. Uh, so the reason I bring this up is because I want to do it, but I don't know if it's if it's uh, it's a sacrifice of focus, right? That's that's time writing jokes that it could be writing ads, or I think it'll make you better. I think it'll make you better. Um, like is Joe Rogan like, like you know, commentary podcasting joke writing like i think it's like you know like your copyright and like i think i think it fits right in there like you know being a better copywriter has probably like i bet joe rogan's a good copywriter 
because you know what i mean like Fair enough. i feel like it works hand in hand like you being able to like deliver like a really like you know like a lot of what you do is like sales over the like over video yeah thanks man that means a lot to me you're the no, first I'm person to ever to ever tell me that i don't usually talk to people about this so thank you thanks for being that guy well i mean who knows maybe you're gonna be terrible but i think you'd be good even if I was terrible, I think I would enjoy that. I'd, I'd like I wouldn't. I want to bomb a little bit, see what it does to my ego, see if how I can recover from it, and then come go from a bomb to like. I I mean I I don't know anything about comedy, but I I could imagine that. Man, I wonder if anyone doesn't bomb when they start. No, no everybody bombs. It's just like Bill Burr. Yeah, bombs, I was gonna say. I don't. Like, think, I, yeah, I was gonna Joe say. Rogan. Have you ever watched Kill Tony? No. Oh, you should watch that. What is that? It's um. It's uh it's like a YouTube show and basically all it is is um it's a live podcast in Austin, Texas with this guy named Tony Hitchcliffe. And basically what happens is Tony draws random names out of a hat and people come up and do like a one minute skit. Oh. And a lot of them are like first time like comedians and it's like you basically just watch people bomb. But but then afterwards, what ends up happening is they give them feedback. Mm. So like, no you way. Can, so you can watch like there's ones with Joe Rogan on there, for example. And they like, give him the feedback. Come up. Yeah, they get, like yeah, like like so like Joe Rogan will give him like feedback, or like they just like kind of just joke. It, it it's just watch one episode. Like you know you don't have to watch the whole thing, but just watch half an hour of one episode. It's really good. It's called Kill Tony, and watch one with Joe Rogan, and. Um, it's really good and it's basically just like a bunch of like amateur comedians going up and getting their you know one minute of fame and then having a conversation with kill tony or with tony hitchcliffe and you know whatever guest he has on dude look at this one joe rogan burt kreishner that's the best one so that's the best one that one there oh my god let's see this Like just go to the middle. Like just go. Like just go to the point when someone's just coming on stage. <laughs> fast, no, fast forward a little bit. Just like here's someone's like like go like just fast forward. No, 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 no. Like go back. Like no, no. I'm saying go back to when this guy just came on stage. Okay. No, no. Go forward. Go forward. Go forward a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. No, no, a little bit more. Like, like the, when that guy was coming on stage, man. Like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I'm doing it. Oh, there you go. Okay, here it is. Yeah, so it's always good. This is this guy's thing. Okay, ready? Watch. It's only a minute. We got any long-term couples in here? Yeah, I see some of you are here, and eventually you're gonna have sex on your period. And if you like that too much, you're low-key no cap uh, serial killer, because. You're standing there. Oh. You're stabbing her over and over. She's moaning and groaning. And once it's all said and done, you feel that wave of euphoria wash over you. And then you got to clean up the mess, the blood off the sheets, off the ground. You clean your tool off. And, you know, <laughs> but that stuff has got to have some good stem cells or whatever in it. Because every time afterward, my dick looks brand new. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, okay, so, ivermectin, that's been in the news. Wait, 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 Joe Rogan. Keep going, keep going. And so if you mix ivermectin and ketamine together, you grow big horse cock, so. Yeah. 
Oh, wow, I love it. I love holy it. shit. Steven Hairston, oh. straight out of the audience, everybody. That's always exciting. Yeah. Steven, <laughs> is this your first time doing stand-up comedy? It is, in your it life? is, Tony. Yes, it is. Yes, it, it, is. is. It, is. it is. Thank you. I'm going to take a stab in the dark on that one. <laughs> I want to start off and say I absolutely love your period joke. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was less like a joke and more like just a poem about fucking a chick on her period. <laughs> Oh God! It was so oh, beautiful, God. and you just so, pointed out all all the things we have noticed. Also, that we were like, I wish I had never seen that. Also, there's blood everywhere, and then oh fuck! Yeah, so I mean that's so so like that's the gist of it though is that like these guys come up on stage and like like that guy's parents come up on stage oh, right afterwards. Oh my God, dude, it's so awkward. But but. <laughs> But I think it'd be good for you to like, just see like what your first time would probably look like. Mm. <laughs> I think you'd probably be better than him. Should though. I film it? <laughs> um, I would love to have that footage. Yeah, I think it's like important to have the game tape, you know, of your of your comedy, your body language, your confidence. I think you'd be. I think you'd be really good. I. 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 I think. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just I'm having a hard time envisioning you bombing. That's that's damn, my, that's dude. That's big. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like I I feel like if if there ever was someone to like make it work for the first few, it'd be you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I feel like you'd be one of those guys that like has like a like like would like do really well for the first like like year and then just bomb for another year. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd be like a middle bomber like some guys like like a bomb at the beginning and then like you know then like and then they're like really good and then they maybe bomb periodically i feel like you'd be someone who'd be like a really good for a solid year you'd get cocky then you'd be like bombing for a whole year and then you'd have to like come back maybe i don't know it'd be pretty cool i'm, I'm starting to see like if i can get this business running well i can start owning other businesses i can get stand-up comedy going I already love running. Yeah. Maybe I could start running marathons. Dude, I'm the perfect Joe Rogan fucking guest. <coughs> oh, yeah. If you, if you could get... Oh, yeah. That's your way on to Joe Rogan. I don't think I have a way on to Joe Rogan. You have a way on. If, if, you, get, if you get on through um, comedy, I think you could do it. I don't know how I would get on there. I don't think I would. Um, mm. No, I would never get on there. Austin, I feel like, could get on there through some academic thing, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the I got the podcast. I get the stand up comedy. Can you imagine going. if Joe Rogan had Warren Buffett on? Oh my god! Oh, dude, why? Why do? Why, why not? Uh, just Buffett won't do it. I don't know if Joe would even care. That would be because Joe's kind of had some business people on in the past, but he's kind of always picked like, like the just the shittiest. Like I don't know, not the shittiest, but he's always had like um. He's never had Alex Ramosi on, which is also interesting. I guess maybe Joe doesn't yeah, he, like that Joe, industry. Joe doesn't. Joe doesn't really do. No, Joe doesn't do course guys at all. But Joe, um, Joe doesn't do like business guys per se. Like once last time he had like, Patrick, a genuine business. Patrick Bed David. Yeah, but he's more of a. That's because he's like political. Uh, I see. I see. The last, the last one I can think of that he had on, which is, like is Gary V. And it was the worst, like, Joe basically, like, cut him off, like, halfway, like, like halfway through the podcast. I'm like, yo, I just gotta run. Yeah. Yeah, I think after the deal with Spotify, he doesn't really need to talk to anybody business. 
hundred. No. Was it a hundred million? Is that what it was? I mean, who the hell even knows? But I know the stock price of of Spotify jumped up way more than that. So hundred. Well, in the short run, yeah. But I mean, no, I know. You know, did the value... yeah. Oh wait, no, it wasn't a hundred million. Oh yeah, yeah, worth more than a hundred million. There you go. So crazy. Wait, do you think Spotify gets the revenue from the podcast or does he? Oh, I don't know. I don't feel like Joe would ever do a deal like that. No, he's too smart. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did. He did. I think because uh, I think he gave um, Jamie 10 million. That's yeah. I think it was 100 million. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, man. I got to go. My mouse starting to get too sore. It's good to see you, man. I appreciate you, and I hope you have a fantastic week, man. Hey, listeners, well thanks so much for tuning in this hey, week. As usual, you. you can Take find care. us on Instagram at the Weekly Call Pod or through email at theweeklycallpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material, and just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.